0: Well, it may be the off-season in the NRL, but to the corporate box, Rugby League has no off-season. Listen in to Uncle Redmond and the licensee discuss many issues facing the game, as well as more random topics than you thought even existed.
1: Deka, hello, welcome, are you bo? no worry, we fix you, here at Bangla, black and rock, very good, the best quality, we have only, best blue in Thailand, it is cool, Super blue, it's good, no, you can bring some beer while you wait. you want to have massage, no problem, you want, boom, boom, ok, Bat boom, boom, cause sex, cha. The only, it is special price. Just for you, we are the one. Stopping, shopping. Special two for one, deal, breast plan very cheap for your tiger friend. But no, not for lady boy. Just come in, and see me. Next door to tiger bar on. Bangla, we open 24 and 7. Never ever, low. You stay in Phuket at the path, we come hotel and pick up at your hotel, or you in Patong bit you can get shuttle, bus from, top market, or you can just get tuk tuk for two hundred, pass only. So come to Phuket and go, Bangla, plug and rock yes, don't go Bangkok as Chinese, say, man who go through the sideway is going to Bangkok.
0: All right, well, welcome back to the Rugby League off-season show uh, here with the Corporate Box. Uncle Reverend, the licensee, again, uh, talking about random topics of the off-season. Now, last week, we covered those players who didn't play a lot of games and were fortunate enough to be in the right place at the right time and pick up a a grand final victory, or in some cases, two, even. Um, But this week, we're going to go to the complete other end of the scale and the licensee has come up with a team list, 1 to 17, of the best players who have played rugby league, but who did not win a grand final. Um, Now, in saying that, uh, the licensee has come up with a bit of a, some ground rules to
2: this. Um, Yeah, ridiculous ground rules, but anyway, go on. A few (laughs)
0: qualifiers, a few qualifiers to make this team. Come on. Now, obviously... You can't have won a grand final at the first grade level, which is which is obvious. Um,
2: what, anywhere? Anywhere in the world? Well, you, if you've... Other than Sydney? Yeah, so you're talking about, when you say win a grand final, you're talking about the Sydney first grade competition?
0: Um, well, no, I'm talking about at the elite level, the Sydney, because what, what, well, what, what, Sydney... what we call the NRL now. What we call the NRL now. Yeah,
2: exactly. So the Sydney first grade competition, Dating back to 1908, has always been the elite rugby league competition in Australia. Um, no, so, you, what you. you're saying is that if someone has won a grand final anywhere else in the world, that disqualifies them from, uh, uh, you know, being on this list.
0: So, one of the qualifiers was <laughs> that players who won grand finals,
2: you know, what I'm edging towards,
0: <laughs> either the Brisbane competition or
2: the is, UK competition were excluded. Well, well, Gary Jack. So I'm going to go backwards to where I want to go. Gary Jack won a, uh, a, a comp in, uh, in England. Does that disqualify him from uh, from this? Is he disqualified from being part of this? Is he, is he disqualified from being part of the, the the Tigers quadrilla of players that we all know are the ones that we're, we're going to focus in on at some point?
0: I don't believe that Gary Jack played in a UK premiership team. My research has indicated that he
2: didn't right, okay. Didn't Featherston Rovers didn't win a challenge cup or one of those sort of something I believe I believe he was with Salford. Um, I thought he played there, for Jack. Featherston Rovers. I think he played for Salford. Um, right and they didn't win they didn't win anything. They didn't win a cup or a little gin of something.
0: Nothing. Um, they didn't either win one of the two major events in the UK the right. premiership or the challenge. Cup. Right. Right, okay. Okay. Uh, so, he was, so he was. He was certainly. Okay. He's certainly very eligible.
2: Oh, well, um, by the sound of things, yeah, good, very yeah. good.
0: Now, yeah. obviously, also another qualifier is that you you had to play in a grand final. What? You had to play in a grand final.
2: A right. grand final in Sydney.
0: No, a grand final. Well,
2: well yeah, okay. a grand final
0: in the Sydney competition.
2: Well, uh, the guy I'm about to, uh, your, your, one of your heroes, who I'm about to raise, is qualifying on every front at the moment. But anyway, go on.
0: Okay. I and mean,
2: you are uh, an aggro from agro. Agro's cartoon connection. You two muppets are the are the biggest fans of this guy. So just go on.
0: <laughs> okay. Now, if you're an immortal, if the NRL has considered you an immortal of the game,
2: Oh, come on.
0: You're in an automatic selection. If you if right. you obviously if you obviously haven't haven't won a great right. Team. Well, now right. there's only one of those. Okay. There's only one. Only one makes. Selection.
2: Who? What's his name?
0: Uh, Frank Burge.
2: Right. Is okay. um. Okay, go on. I'm, um, just gonna let, I'm just giving you enough <laughs> rope here, brother.
0: Preference is given to players already in the NRL Hall of Fame over other players. So if, you, if, you, if the NRL is considered I think there's 108 <laughs> Hall of Fame players.
2: Right, okay, okay. Oh, I think i think There's 12... I'm, 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 I'm ticking a list. lot of boxes. I'm ticking a lot of boxes.
0: There's 12 who made the list.
2: Right, okay.
0: The more games you played, the more matches yep. for Australia... New South Wales for oh, Queensland has hell. been taken into consideration. So obviously, if you played oh a lot of games, oh my god! If you played a lot of games for New South Wales and a lot of games for yep, Australia, yep, so that was yep, taken into yep, consideration. So how good so a unless, you are.
2: Since you uh you 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 debuted in 1980 for Queensland, would that would that potentially qualify you? Because you would have played a lot of games, and and let's say let's say you captained Australia as well, and you were a very good player and very highly regarded, and possibly an immortal. Like I can't recall. I don't that do that sort of liberal mm-hmm. research. I'm just saying hypothetically, if there was a person that, fit, fit, mm. that filled all those ticked all those boxes, you'd have to put them up at number one, wouldn't you?
0: If they hadn't especially won a grand final. Nu-
2: like especially being a Nuffy like you that loves Queensland, even though you've, uh, you've only ever holiday there a few times, um, and never, never really been there. Um, I put it to you that there's a certain person that should be number one on the list.
0: Well, perhaps. Perhaps. Now I will uh, say that there's a few captains' picks by the licensee in this team. Um, right. Well, it is my team. You, uh, the court box team. Exclusions too. <laughs> exclusions, <laughs> perhaps. Uh, now everyone knows these players pretty much. Uh, unlike the last group, right. the last group last week, obviously no, no, one, no, no one, knew here. No. So, so everyone no. knows a lot of these players. Yeah,
1: they
2: know. There's a few more they know too.
0: And um, so we'll, we'll run through the team list one to seventeen. Um, we? Well,
2: so sort- we should we will. start with what? Should we start with what should be number one, or we don't want to, we don't want to get? So the number one is early. obviously
0: the fullback.
2: So oh, yeah, as you are you going by number? Yeah,
0: right. Number, right. by playing number, right. so position number. Right, number right. One, so you go
2: traditional uh, in the forward or You go in traditional forward pack where thirteen, um, where eight used to be the uh, lock forward, or are you going to go thirteen?
0: Um, um, we will probably start. We will probably go from half back to front row, so, as so in one thir- to thirteen,
2: we'll we'll go one to thirteen.
0: Yes. Yeah, we will. Right. But we'll probably mention so bet- the we'll so probably mention the but- wingers together, like we right, did last week, right. and the centres together. So potentially
2: the player that I'm Quite I'm talking about, one of your heroes,
0: he'll probably come up at uh,
2: We we might talk to him about. We might talk about him as a thirteen.
0: You could, or right. number six,
2: or number um, six.
0: Um, <laughs> now we won't just. We will go through the the stats. But we'll see. Try and find a few quirky things, some interesting tidbits oh, about interesting, yeah, and players six, are, and that that we can discuss. Tiddly bits. All right. And you can bring up now, I know that uh, the listeners have probably worked out that Uncle Redmond isn't happy with the team 1-17. Oh, no,
2: I'm happy. I'm happy enough. I just think there's a serious omission, which is he's obviously, he, if we're going to have a, a list in descending order of the greatest player ever, never to win a grand final, he's on it. He's right up the top. He's top of the pile. And I'm not talking about Peter Jackson either.
0: But I believe he won. <laughs> I, I, I I've told you he's won a grand final.
2: But he has, but in another competition, in a lesser competition. It's like saying if you won a grand final for East when you were playing there, allegedly, and you went to Sydney and uh, you played in a grand final and didn't win, you'd qualify.
0: Would you, would you like to get the elephant in the room? Oh, out, let's out, do out it. Out of the
2: open. Walter <laughs> fucking Lewis, for fuck's sake! My God! He played, for, he played for the Broncos. He played for the Gold Coast Seagulls. He didn't win a premiership. But he's fucking one of the greatest players of all time, you numb you numpy.
0: However, he won a he won a grand final in the Brisbane competition.
2: He won a grand final in Brisbane, you idiots! That means nothing. Well, it's like whole... a
3: grand final in Young.
2: Well, not Sorry really. to all my not all really. mates who my cherry picking mates. Yes, it is. It isn't. It's a lesser competition.
0: It has it is definitely a lesser competition. Yeah, and not a competition primarily in, been. Did
2: Gary Jack win a competition in Wollongong? don't know. You don't know, do you? I
0: don't well, it's not ask. necessarily relevant.
2: <laughs> yes, it is, because if, if he did, that would disqualify him based on your criteria.
0: Well, no, but the Brisbane, only the Brisbane and the UK competitions, the two major Oh, ones there, come on.
2: That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Did John Dorrehy win a competition in the UK before he came and played for Norths?
0: Well, he was Australian.
2: Did Wasn't he a pommy? I
0: don't think so. I believe he was played right. for West. We've really, uh, we've
2: we've, uh, we've we've hit our usual we've hit our usual KPIs in terms of research <laughs> Well, you have show haven't
0: we <laughs> just plucking Wally people out, Lewis
2: come on but Wally, Lewis, Wally Lewis Wally Lewis you're wrong Wally Lewis is the greatest one of the greatest rugby league players ever to not win a Sydney premiership so and there he are, played the, in the, he played in the Sydney premiership
0: so there are probably two, two players two different teams there are probably two players who 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 are in made who who are probably qualified for this list that who get excluded because they won competitions in the Brisbane?
2: You chose to omit for some bizarre reason, even though one of them is one of your lifelong heroes. So, so you have go to rem-
0: you have to remember that Wally Lewis played only eighty games of NRL. Or, that's, or that, that's what we call the NRL era.
2: That's eighty games more than most bludgers play. But anyway, go on.
0: In, during his NRL era, in his NRL career. He Just because he
2: was shit doesn't mean he doesn't qualify. He had less than his career. He
0: had less than a 50% win record in his team. It doesn't matter. One of, the team, one of the teams was full of state of origin players.
2: Are you punishing Wally? Are you punish, punishing Wally for being shit at the end of his career? If you're doing that, no. you're doing that, to, they're doing that to about half the blokes on your list, including Heindy, another one of your heroes.
0: So Wally Lewis won a won a premiership in the Brisbane competition. That's why he's been excluded from the list. because he's he's crazy, won a grand stupid. final.
2: That's a stupid reason to exclude people. That's a lesser competition. I like I said, it's like winning. It's like winning competition in Group 40, fucking four or something. And then you go to <laughs> Sydney and you don't win it. You don't win and you go, oh sorry, you 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 played in a you played in a grand final for bloody West West Bogabri or somewhere and you won, you know. So you can't qualify. Now you, I mean, licensee, see. I I I you know you've you've got, you know, you've, you've screwed this one up. And uh, Wally deserves to be there. He should be number one. Anyway, let's go on. Let's proceed. Because otherwise, you know, we've got no more
1: shower. Hi there. Are you a premature ejaculator? You know that you are. And we know too. Our research shows that nine out of ten listeners of the corporate box podcast are sufferers. But hey, there is no need to worry. As the Premature Ejaculator Institute is here to help. So, don't be shy. What are you waiting for? Get in touch now on one 295 That is 1-300-COME-TOO-FAST. Call now.
0: All right, so let's uh, let's move on. And let's we'll move, now go through the team. And this, this one, I think, will probably have a little bit of controversy. The, the number one fullback oh, was probably, <laughs> probably the hardest... Uh, one to pick because there's a couple of players here who missed out um, that probably could have made the team again this this player was chosen due to being a member of the Hall of Fame over the other two players who could right. have made the team
2: but, well, so the good. fullback,
0: well he's not a fullback necessarily
2: no, but he's in the Hall of Fame, he could play fullback
0: he could, he
2: well, could. could play anywhere
0: so the fullback of the team is Keith Barnes right uh, in South
2: Africa, Did he win a premiership in South Africa?
0: He's not South African. He's from Wales. Oh,
2: no, he's not. He
0: he's was born buddy. in Wales. He's
2: Welsh. He's a He's a bloody... No, he isn't.
0: He was born in Wales.
2: Why? Johannesburg in fucking Wales, isn't he? Migrated to
0: Australia and moved to Wollongong as a teenager.
2: Right.
0: Played in Grand Final. He may have done it, or he's very young. So he made Grand Final appearances for Balmain in
2: 1956. and oh, and 66. Yeah. Yeah, and didn't win. Well, they were just the Tigers back then. Yeah, I know. Well, just, nothing, nothing much has changed. Fact, there <laughs> are
0: a significant number of Tigers players in this this seven. Eight. Oh, uh, I know there
2: would be. Yeah. So Bart. he was
0: nicknamed Golden Boots. Uh, yes, he, he, he played apparently. One hundred and ninety-four games of Bama. He could keep them a long way. Yeah, yeah. Now apparently there is a story actually that a All game from in Cape Town. In a game, he's not. He's from Wales, you muppet. <laughs> A game in nineteen sixty against St George at Lycote Oval. Apparently, the, mate the game was fifteen all with three minutes to play, right. and yep. Keith Barnes, Golden Boots, had a kick from fifty-seven meters out that he actually yeah, sailed over the black these, are,
2: fuck, these kicking stories are a bit like fishing stories, aren't they? Really. So was the there's the no story. Videotapes. There's just a few drunken bludgers there who saw it and suddenly. You know, suddenly the bloody, the bloody. You know the, gu- the guppy fish turns him into a fucking marlin.
0: <laughs> so apparently, not only did he kick the ball fifty-seven metres out, apparently on the mark uh, was Norm Sticks Proven, who's ten foot tall. Right, 10 kicked it kicked it feet
2: tall? Yeah, right. Kicked it over the top of him as well. Yeah, there you go. Know? All still going apparently in orbit.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> Keith Barnes also played seventeen games for Australia. Fourteen as captain. Twelve for New South Wales.
2: How many for, King- South for South Africa?
0: He played for South Africa. He was from Wales. Now, Damn. he actually never played one single lower grade game for Balmain Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. impressive yeah, that's
2: pretty impressive yeah.
0: um, In 1964, he actually scored all the points for for the whole series of Balmain So all the points in the semi-final, all the points in the final And all the wow. points in the grand final
2: Wow, and they still lost though
0: they still lost, unfortunately, in yeah, yeah. Again, they're I mean, up against that dragon thing.
2: In the change room, he'd just be going, you fucking it is <laughs> He's a South African accent. He'd just be calling him all sorts of things, wouldn't he? <laughs> and rightly so. I mean, it's like you can't see. What are the rest of you bastards doing? Boston's doing, you know? <laughs>
0: Now, Keith Barnes retired in 1968, which, uh, unfortunately, the sad irony is, is that the very next year Balmain won oh, the Oh, they won the next year, didn't they? Yeah,
2: the, the, old, the old Tigers, yeah, they're only grand they final win.
0: Well, no, they yeah. won, they won yeah. a few. That was their last one, though.
2: Oh, um, was it? Right, right. They And it's quite sad. A couple of our listeners who we, we, uh, who we, we, you know, we hold dear to our hearts, that, that's kind of like just a couple of years before they were born, too. It's kind of sad. They've oh, never indeed. actually seen a Tigers. Or a, oh, they saw the Tiger Pies in 2005. They, they did they have a, t- a Tiger Pies victory, yeah. yes. Yeah, they bang on about that incest. Well, the Western
0: Suburbs, I think, goes back even further. I think that's the 52. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, my dad was an old Western Suburbs fan. And, um, yeah, his big, his big gripe was in um, 1963. I think Jack Gibson coached them. And the word on the street was, I think Jack Jack was, Western was suburbs. when Jack used to um, – uh, I hope I'm not I hope I'm not sort of. Okay, I know I that he, he would have been a bit that early for Jack. No, Jack, Jack was coaching them in nineteen sixty-three. And he's a captain coach or something. He's a front rower. And um, I think. Uh and he uh he said the word on the street is that the uh the, the, the ref at the time uh was in a bit deep in a bit deep with the, the bookies around town. And right. he had a couple of dollars on St. George. And so it transpired. It's okay. St. George won, won the match. I mean, I don't know if any of that's true. That's just that's just stuff that I've read like second and third hand in various various pieces of literature that I've, I've uh, assumed over the years.
0: Okay, fair enough. So anyway, Keith yeah. Barnes. Yeah. Okay. Barnes yeah. yeah. went on to be a club stalwart of Balmain. Um, yeah, yeah. He had had a, got stand his, He's got a stand named after, stand after him. at, at Oval. Yeah. At Leichhardt Oval, that is correct.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Now I did say that the fullback position was one of the hardest uh, to pick. There was there is a couple of, another Balmain player um, who Gary you Jack. alluded to earlier, Gary Jack. <laughs>
2: Right. Okay. He qualifies, um, unlike Wally Lewis, but anyway, go on.
0: And also another one, uh, a player, a more modern day player, uh, Matt hmm. Bowen for the Cowboys.
2: Oh, did he not? Did he? Oh, he wasn't. No, left, he left. He left the Cowboys no, oh, just yeah, prior to him winning the competition. Yeah. yeah.
0: He, he was did good play. To watch, in, wasn't he? He played yeah. in the two thousand and five.
2: Yeah, against the Tigers. Yeah. 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 Now he was good to watch. I liked him. He's good.
0: Player. He was a great little player, yeah. Uh, yeah. One, I always used to love watching the Cowboys play. Uh, quite often with the Fox Hall, they'd often be a replay game at 9.30. Yeah, um, they
2: were a late game, weren't yeah, they? always yeah, a late yeah. game.
0: When, yeah. This was before yeah. when every, every game was live. There was always two games played at 7.30. Oh, right, right. So that re- was a replay. Often play, a replay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Matty Bowen was always exciting to watch, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so could have quite easily made the team, but obviously we went with Keith Barnes because of his entry into the Hall of Fame. Where yeah, Gary right, Jack okay. or Matt Bowen weren't.
2: Um, right, okay. Monday We're we doing pub? like a one 2 one, two, three thing like the Dally M's, are we, with all these positions?
0: Oh no, 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 no. That, 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 that okay. was the, as I said, the fullback was the toughest position. Right, okay, right. Um yep. so that was sort of there was a couple of players that probably could have played fullback. Right. Um now moving <laughs> moving on to the wings. Uh, yep. N- number two winger is Kerry Bostead.
2: Did he never win a premiership?
0: He never won a premiership. Played in two grand no, with finals.
2: Manly? With Manly?
0: 1983, they were beaten by Parramatta. Yep. And he also played in the 1980 grand final for East, who were beaten by Canterbury.
2: Oh, and they got beaten by Canterbury. Did he play in 1987?
0: He uh, no, he was retired by then. No, no sorry. He oh, moved okay, to North right, Sydney right. by then.
2: Oh, he okay. He continued yep, career yep, with yep, North yep. Sydney.
0: Yep. Uh, he played 180 matches all up for East, Manly and North. Wow. Um, He played 43 times for Australia. Can wow. did nine games for Queensland. He would
2: have played a few state of origin games for, for uh, Queensland too?
0: He did, nine. He also played six games for New South Wales. So he played pre-origin games.
2: Oh, right. Before, sta- before, before it was yeah. state of origin, when it was just wherever you lived. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah exactly. So he actually um, debuted as an 18-year-old winger for Queensland in 1978. Right. One of the youngest wow. to, to play origin. Went on two yeah. kangaroo tours, 78 and 82. Um and yes, the youngest Test player to play for Australia also at 18 years, 310 wow. days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, originally from Innisfail, which I think Billy Slater is, another is he in North Queensland. Yeah. Innisfail up there in North Queensland. Yeah. Now, he moved to East in 1979. Funnily enough, back then, moving between states and clubs was quite restrictive. And Queensland actually tried to block his move. Uh, to East, but ultimately East gained oh. his services, and uh, it appears that Uncle Nick was at work early in the days getting players <laughs> to the club. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now, in his first season in Sydney, he actually broke his ankle. Uh, he was playing in the centres, oh. but come back to uh, to make the grand final in nineteen eighty, which was a loss to Canterbury. But he was he was actually in the first state of origin team for Queensland as well. Um, and then moved to Manly in '83. Had some injuries uh, going on, um, and sort of retired in 1988. Now he's actually named in the NRL team of both the 1970s and 80s, which is unusual. I don't think many players yeah. have made the yeah. team have made the NRL team of the decade over that two is, decades. Yeah, yeah. So he was he was a fair player. Kerry Bowes Now the other winger. Is a player who some probably the most less known player of all the players in the team. Right. Uh, a player by the name of Les Johns,
2: who's now, let, uh, uh, Andrew Matthews' uh, uncle,
0: not related to either Andrew or Matthew.
2: Oh, really? Are you sure?
0: No, I am absolutely certain.
2: You've done some research, have you?
0: I've done some research. Funnily enough, from he played for Castle, Canterbury. I
2: know he played for Canterbury.
0: He played for Canterbury. He made one grand final appearance in 1967 and was the man of the match in the game.
2: Wow, that's interesting, isn't it? In the there's not many players. Who, there's not, yeah, there's that's your Bradley Clydes and your uh, your uh, Jack Whitens, isn't Jack it? Jack
0: Whites, I think Brad Mackay was company. another one. Was
2: um, he? Not?
0: Won a grand final. And, sorry, lost a right. grand final, but been lost the man the final. match.
2: Yep. He was a good player, Brad Mackay.
0: Yeah. So, Les Johns apparently had blonde hair. He was nicknamed Golden Boy. Um, obviously, right. I'd, I'd never saw him play, obviously.
2: Um, I had that I'd... name myself a couple of times <laughs> over the years. Anyway, go on. <laughs>
0: played nine seasons for Canterbury.
2: Goldie. Goldie used to call me. Goldie Anyway, go on. Yeah. Goldfish. Uh, so, I used to get called goldfish as well. Wh- go
0: why, on. Go, why goldfish?
2: Oh, because I look like a goldfish. And I just swim around in circles and I can't remember shit. Yeah.
0: I can understand the second thing. You know, particularly particularly <laughs> from conversations that you had one day.
2: And then you'll yeah. say
0: the same thing the next day. So that yeah, does, know. doesn't I know. surprise me.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, go on.
0: Uh, so, nine seasons at Canterbury, 14 times he played for Australia, 16 games for New South Wales, went on two kangaroo tours, was the, ni- the New South Wales Rugby League Player of the Year in 1968 and was named in the NRL team of the 1960s. Well,
2: like, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, if you said to someone who's a, a footy player, you get, "You can win it. You can either win one grand final and just have a fucking, no, be a nobody and have a nothing career, or you can do what you, you've just described um, and have, like, a really long career, two kangaroo tours, Uh, play for your country, play for your state and, you know, do really well out of your career, which one would you take? They'll go, The grand finals, it's just the ultimate. It's fucking the ultimate. It's sort of like, not really, because not every prick gets to win a grand final. The ultimate is to have a very long and successful career where you Mm -hmm. can represent and you're uh, very well regarded. And I think we'll get onto a couple of those players shortly. Like uh, I, I, even though I'm a Raiders supporter and I, I just absolutely love every time they have a replay of the 89 grand final on. I just watch it because I just love watching Ciro and Blocker and yep. Benny. Benny. But, like, those guys had pretty good careers, even though they didn't win a grand final. It's sort of like, well, say to Ciro, would you trade all this for a grand final? And he maybe goes, mm, I don't think so. I think, I think I'm happy with what I've got.
0: Yep, yep, fair enough. And, uh, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm sure all of these players would have loved to have won a grand final. But it just yeah, of course,
2: of course. But they don't want to. They don't want to live, win, win a grand final, and just be fucking nobody, and just walked out. You know, they want to have a, like a long career and make lots of friends and make a bit of money as well. Like they're they're big aspects of being a professional sports person. It's sort of like you're in it for the money. You're not in it for the glory. You know, like you got to pretend like you are, because otherwise, you, otherwise fans hate you. But like mm-hmm. you're actually there to make money as a professional athlete. So yeah, absolutely you, you want a long career where you can maximize your value. And if you happen to win a grand final, that's good because that means that you can fucking add a few more zeros to your next contract.
0: You do say that they are in it for the money. However, do you think of
4: course
0: do you you think are. do you think a lot of players today would still play first grade rugby league if there was no money? No, I don't think they would. You don't think so? I think they would. No. But but what about no. all those rugby players that played for the wallaby oh
2: come on that's fucking are you, are you going back you not, not going, now not now but going you actually back you're going in to the perpetuate day? the myth that rugby players weren't making money when they were allegedly professional allegedly amateur come on now all, all all professionalism means for rugby is that they actually started to have to have fucking pay tax <laughs> i mean seriously and uh, by way of example by way of example uh david Campese allegedly i'm going to say allegedly a lot probably in this story because i might be fucking defaming someone he allegedly uh, gave uh, Mark Webber a $1 million interest-free loan, the east Bean Connection, so that he could get a start in Formula 3 or fucking something, so he could get a start in motor racing in, in the UK. Now, how the fuck does a bloke that played his entire career as an amateur athlete, how the fuck is he able to provide a $1 million loan, interest-free, to someone on spec? If I ask you. I think uh, and I, the other person right now, the thing I say about that is Silvio Berlusconi, is what I say about that. He had Campo every offseason playing for Milan in the bloody Italian rugby championship. Who now, I think could pay players, though, in the Italians. No, they couldn't. They, they, they're part of the IRB. They couldn't. They're amateur. Okay. No money. No money. No money. No honey. All right. Fair enough. You would have heard quite a few times in Thailand. <laughs> <I'm> not <laughs> me.
0: Uh now an interesting uh, little fact about Les Johns is he made his international debut in nineteen sixty-three against South Africa.
2: There you go. Was Keith Barnes playing against him or <laughs>
0: <laughs> funny enough, Keith Barnes was one of the so he's been chosen. He was on the wing, was he he's
2: right? He's been chosen there,
0: on the thing. wing, but he was Les Johns was essentially right. a fullback. But we've put him right. on the wing. Now we could have right. put some other players in the centers. Um, and and the players who were on the centres, one well, of those could have been on the wing, but we went with uh, Les Jones. Yep. All Fair right. Enough. So let's move on to the centres. This next player is was a really great player of his era uh, for the Sharks, uh, Steve oh, Rogers.
2: Yes, the Prince of centres. He was my hero when I was growing up. Actually,
0: you were a South Sydney, a, um, uh, a Sharks. Uh,
2: well, before the Raiders came along, I was a Cronulla because all my cousins lived in the, the Shire, uh, as right. it's now known. When yep. I when they lived there, it was called Cronulla-Sutherland. They I actually lived in Sutherland. Um, yeah. 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 And I, I absolutely love Cronulla.
0: Yeah. Okay. So Sludge, Steve Rogers was a bit of a, a, a fan. You were a fan.
2: Yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. He played in. Quite, he played in a couple of grand finals, I think. Sludge. He
0: did. He, he played in the nineteen seventy three and nineteen seventy eight grand finals for the show. Yeah, uh,
2: seventy three was a bloodbath. That was a. That was a. That was just. That was a ridiculously. So that was both games. I think against
0: Manly. I think Manly won both. though. Correct.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and that, that cemented my dislike of Manly. I don't hate yeah. anyone, so I'd never say hate. Well, incidentally, it's both. Hate. It's hard to hate them now because they say shit, but at the time, I, 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 I intensely them.
0: Yeah, so, obviously, both Manly and Cronulla both came into the competition together, I think, didn't they? No, no sorry, Manly came in 47 oh, with Parramatta.
2: I'm not sure. Manly, Manly came in 47. 40, I think Cronulla yeah. came in 68. 67
0: yeah. with yeah. Penriths. They 67, but Penriths.
2: They're, they're, quite, they're quite similar places in so far as they're basically full of cashed up bogans that live by the beach. Um, and, beach uh, like, yep. yeah beach, they're, they're just They're just basically pricks that fucking got lucky. Like I, Some people that uh, my dad knows uh, back in the 40s or something, or the 30s or some fucking way, way back when, like last century,
3: or
2: two centuries ago. Um, uh, this bloke, he uh, married this bloke's uh, daughter and he got a land release in what turns out to be Narrabeen now. And this guy's gone, you're not fucking taking my daughter all the way out there kind of thing. And now he's <laughs> the fucking family home is worth about fucking $12 million or some fucking shit.
0: Whereabouts is that on the beaches?
2: Oh, just in, in, in Manly somewhere. Okay. Yeah, there was a land release. You actually have to, you actually had to get a ferry to go to to go to where this was. I think you can actually drive there now. But yeah, it was just he's going oh, you're taking my daughter out to that place kind of thing. and it's just it's just the most immaculate sort of you know beach, you know sort of fucking beach frontage mansion in fucking you know you know the, the, bloody, the peninsula now. Yes, so, you know, and there's a lot of properties in Cronulla that are you know, quite a lot like that. Uh, my nana actually had a. Uh, a, uh, one of those old red brick um, uh, units across the road from Crowell Beach. And, okay. uh, yeah, still there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, well, Nana's. Long gone. <laughs> uh, I think the building is. Uh, and okay. uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't know.
0: A lot of apartments there.
2: A lot of apartments there now, but a lot of modern ones. But this is like one of yep. the, old, the old red brick numbers. Yeah, it was really yep. lovely. lovely place.
0: So a few stats on uh, Steve Rogers. Two hundred and thirty-one games for the Sharks and the Dragons. You're, you're obviously later in the yeah, yeah. With the Dragons. yeah which
2: is interesting because that's kind of like you know playing for you know uh, you know Celtic and Rangers. It's kind of like uh, you know there's a, there was a bit of a divide there with the Dragons and the and the Sharks. I think there still is to an extent. So yeah. So um.
0: twenty-one games for New South Wales, twenty-four for Australia, three Kangaroo Tours in 73, 78 and eighty-two. Rothman's medalist in 1975, Daly M medalist in 1981, New South Wales wow. team of the century, yeah, NRL team of the 1970s. He's definitely been Cronulla's team of the century. Uh, you would imagine. So he, I think he still actually holds the
2: Cronulla club record
0: for the most points scored at wow. 1253.
2: Yeah. Again, another guy who, rest in peace, Sludge, but another guy, if he was still with us, if you put the question to him, would you have swapped all that for for a grand final and anonymity and just you know mm. sitting around doing nothing? You'd probably go, no, that was pretty good fun having all those things. Yeah, yeah. Experiencing all those things, yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Although that was apparently one of the reasons why he chose to go to St. George. Um, right. So he was a chance of. Uh, yeah. Apparently, Cronulla were battling to uh, pay their players at the time. Oh, fair dinkum.
2: Fucking, fucking. He decided. Put he the record a on and fucking sing along. I heard that tune before. <laughs> he was looking for to get a premiership. And right, right. He went yeah, off the Yeah, door. yeah. He didn't we just got together. sick of hearing about the talk of, well, oh, we're going to sell, we've got a, this land release and we're going to make, build a shopping centre underneath the grandstand. He got sick of hearing that. I mean, fucking I have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, an interesting story. He signed to actually play for Illawarra uh, in 1996. Right. But Gee, he if broke He, he didn't red. win a grand
2: final. He would have qualified for your list. But anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: in October 1995, he actually broke his leg playing for Witness in the UK.
2: Did he win a Premiership with Witness? Never went
0: on to play again. No, he only played oh, one
2: really? game. Wow! Oh, one game! Wow! In 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 the UK. I
0: believe so. Yeah.
2: Wow! Oh, it's a long way to go to break your leg, isn't it?
0: It was well. He he may. I don't know whether he was over there for a kangaroo tour. He may he might have been. Was it '94? Did they play a kangaroo tour in '94?
2: They didn't in '94. Yeah, they did. I thought you went. You're right, you, were, you well, I'm trying to think. You, was Steve you, Rogers? Did you go on that ten kangaroo tour as a supporter? I was. Yes. I don't Ooh, think Steve Rogers remember. Was, I don't think Steve Rogers
0: was over there then. He may. He may is, it was,
2: is it a bit like the cricket tours where the blokes just go over there and they're playing Lancashire League or Sunday League, and suddenly, a bit like Mike. Apparently, Mike Whitney. That's what happened to him. Um. Someone broke down and, and and the Australian team manager just rang up, uh, you know, whoever he was playing, and said, uh, "We need you." And he and next day he's like at bloody Lords or somewhere and he's playing for Australia.
0: I believe that is a true story about Mike Whitney, something like no, that. Great. I Could
2: have the grounds wrong, but it's definitely yeah. 1981. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was over there playing. So yeah. got, maybe they do. Maybe they do that with the, you know, on the kangaroo. Tour, it was like, yeah, you know, you're just, you know, you're playing for. Hey, Gary Jack, you're playing for Featherston. I know you're about to win a premiership, but hey, do you want to come and... <laughs> Coming, yeah. Yeah. Come on, kangaroos. Come, come on, come on the <laughs> kangaroos. and play playing now, emus.
0: Another story. So he was actually involved in a protracted court case against Canterbury forward Mark Bugden, who was a hooker. Did he try to... is uh, that when he,
2: someone tried to smash him or broke his jaw or something? Was that one of those ones? So in the twilight of his career,
0: um, in... I think it must have been 1995 also... Uh, he sustained a fractured jaw as a result of a head-eye tackle by Mark Bugden, the hooker right. for Canterbury at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the injury sidelined Rogers for the rest of the season and thwarted his ambition to be the first player to make four kangaroo tours to England.
2: Right. So there we go.
0: He wasn't on the 94 kangaroo tour.
2: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And I could tell you, there's actually a lot of, uh, there's a bit of law around these kinds of things. It relates to, uh, it was actually obviously criminal law, it relates to assault and um, stuff that you, is in the normal course of the game. So if, if, it's a, if, it's a, uh, if it's a really, if, if, it's a really if, it, if it falls into the category of uh, grievous bodily harm, that mm-hmm. you're deliberately attempting to knock a bloke's block off, that's, that's so deliberately outside the rules. Yeah. Someone can actually take civil action against you, I yeah. think is the law, as it used to be. Uh, and so um, uh, the big man, I think the big man had a, an issue with Les Boyd. Okay, well, yeah. Um, he he a was state taken of origin out of Origin, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And it was a similar situation where it was just such a callous act uh, of, of deliberately um, uh, inflicting, um, you know, sort of a GBH on someone in, in a sporting situation where it wasn't just the normal course of business um, that, it, that it fell into the category of being able to take it into the civil
0: courts. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe he got a payout uh, from Canary. I believe he sued Canary right. and Bugden. Um Right. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently, I think the finding was vicarious liability um
2: by, on the on behalf of canterbury the club canterbury. That would have been. Yeah, yeah by the canterbury yeah. so they were essentially
0: yeah. responsible for the play
2: yes correct yeah yeah cuz he's contracted to them so you know he's their employee almost yeah so it's like saying it's sick. like saying i'm not going to sue uh i'm not going to sue uh, fred nurk because he works for bhp i'm going to sue bhp uh, because yeah. fred fred nurk works for them so
0: yeah, yeah. um so perhaps you know pertinent Court cases tomorrow, that was one maybe, or, or at the moment. Maybe someone was much, what, what were they, what were they, well, what we, they won't go, we won't go into any current uh, I
2: don't think I don't think I don't think outside hours activity counts. I think it's what you actually do on the field. Yeah, I right? don't think it involves taking an Uber to you know to meet meet a meet a, a lassie on the way home or something.
0: Yeah. Probably not. So, now, unfortunately Steve Rogers passed away um
2: yes. yeah very sadly, sadly yeah yeah I think, had, I think he had i think he i think he had some issues with mental health and he's was, he was had a little some problems with depression and yeah yeah sadly so took he, took apparently life i believe yeah. prescription
0: drugs yeah. and alcohol um yeah. But the, yeah The coroner ruled that the death was accidental
2: yeah um yeah which is i think is comforting to to family members it's sort of like i think if someone suicides you you, you carry a lot of guilt but if maybe someone was just having a bit of a Bad trot, and they, they they maybe were overdosing or over drinking, or you know maybe mix those things up. I think I think that's that's you know I can't imagine what it's like to go through. I don't I can't think of anyone in my family where that's that's kind of happened. But I've I've had I've had friends that have suicided, and I know they've suicided, and that's okay. uh, that's been very that's been quite harrowing. So yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah I, I know I know yeah I, I don't really can, can't think of anyone off mind. I know I know a guy from my old football club. Many, many, many years ago, um, mm. he was killed in a parachuting accident. Right. Um, now he he also I don't know what the findings of the coroner inquest was that, but I think yeah. they, they did find that he the chute didn't open, and he did have oh. some he did have some financial issues, but I I don't know. You can't, um, ever,
2: you can't ever, can't tell that that was, that was a.
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. It yeah, that's right, a, that's go, a, that's I a mean. pretty.
2: That's, it. I mean, if, if, uh, if, if that was the case and you wanted to top yourself, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that could go right in that situation as well. And you go, damn. I... <laughs> I yeah. Didn't that one right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
4: Exactly.
2: I think anyone that, anyone that goes parachute, anyone that wants to jump out of a perfectly fucking serviceable plane should be fucking certified anyway. But anyhow, that's just a personal opinion.
0: Go on. Yep, fair enough. All right, so joining uh, Sludge Steve Rogers in the centres is actually another shark. Um,
2: oh, I know who this is. The very another great one of my One of my cousins Howard. went to school with him. Really? She never introduced me. Yeah, she never introduced me, the bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when he did Cronulla. He up. did go to Dela Salle. He actually made well, his first grade debut while playing for Dela Salle. Yeah,
2: yeah. Jesus, yeah, good. 1983.
0: Yeah. Um. Now,
2: he'd nearly, turn it, he'd nearly turn a red-blooded heterosexual like you, wouldn't he? Is that good looking?
0: Well, I wouldn't think so. Uh, <laughs> now, his only grand final appearance was in the Super League era against Brisbane.
2: Yeah, yeah. Does that count? Uh, does that was it. A, that was a shit. I, I, I actually thought, well, like, how, I because how many Ra- comps have
0: Newcastle won? Then? one or two?
2: Well, be- well, <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. Because the Raiders um went to Super League, I had to get on board. You mm-hmm. know, that's just what you do. Yeah. Both comp, both comps were pretty shit, but I actually enjoyed the uh ARL um competition. I think it was I thought it, I thought it was more competitive than Super League. Super League was always going to be Brisbane versus Cronulla on the Raiders at the time.
0: Um, yeah, and
2: it was just, it was just so who else went Grand
0: Canterbury or, and Penrith I think were the interesting teams. Uh,
2: yeah, that was about Warriors, uh Townsville.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: It's all the out of Sydney teams kind of thing all we'll, we'll sort of got into it.
0: Adelaide, Perth. So and uh, him, it was never going
2: to be. It never going to be Adelaide Rams be Warriors in the Grand Final.
0: No, probably <laughs> not. Probably not. <laughs> now, he, Eddinghausen, is obviously nicknamed Et. Et, um, yes. Good although, good nickname. Jack. Jack Gibson Nix-Horsen. used to refer Nix-Horsen. to
2: him as Ed. Apparently. <laughs> right. Ed. Well, well, you know that's how you know how that that's how Freddie Fitler got his nickname, because apparently, that. uh, in a state of origin camp or you know game or whatever, um. Someone introduced him as Brad, and and Jack misheard it as Fred, and so everyone started calling him Freddie.
0: How do he, had he just story. Brad and Fred?
2: <laughs> it just might have been a little bit of noise. I mean, a bit noisy. Shut up! I mean, a bit of noise around it. He oh, said Brad, okay. hey, and he thought he said Fred. So yes, everyone called him <laughs> Fred. Freddie after that. Fred. Yeah,
0: Freddy. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, uh, hmm. E.T. played 328 matches for the Sharks across 18 seasons, including 41 games for Leeds in the UK. Yeah, they, didn't he win a premiership with Leeds? He yeah. did not, no. 29 oh, for yeah. Australia and 30 for New South Wales. Wow. Seven, seven of those yeah. was during the Super League era. Pretty
2: impressive. Some pre- he, was, he, was in the, he, he was in some, you know, in the, in the 90s, those really, really cool state of origin clashes with, when, it, when, you know, it was really close and really good. I think yeah. he would have played in that one where Michael O'Connor kicked one from the sideline in the rain. Yeah. He, yeah. And he scored that. Remember, he scored that try in the 94 kangaroo tour, just that. Was it him or was it Cliffy Lyons? But he was involved in it, just that awesome try. Uh, at, um, is Trafford, that the one that Stewart
0: was. set up? Ricky Stuart made No, it was
2: Stuart, Stuart was right at the end. For he set, he set that up for Meninga. But I think a try before that, I think Cliffy, Cliffy okay. might have been involved. In and yeah, yeah, they just went through a thousand sets of hands, and ET was very heavily involved.
0: Yeah, so he, uh, uh, he actually went on two kangaroo tours, 1990 and 94. Um, was actually the first player ever to play 300 games for one club in Life, right. yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Um, obviously he was very emotional when the,
2: when the sharks when the sharks won the premiership you know, a couple of years back. He was on the stage and he was very emotional. Yep. Which was nice to see, yeah, so. good to see you still. in the Obviously
0: basket. a very prolific try scorer. So all up yeah. in all his games across all the games, he scored 223 tries at, at the elite level. Oh, wow. Wow. If you Compare that to some other players. So Ken Ovine is obviously the player who,
2: yeah, well, the big yeah, try scoring
0: records. He scored two hundred and eighty-two right, tries. Dad talks about, Yeah, yeah. Was he um, as good
2: looking as Et? Uh, Do you reckon?
0: I don't know. I, doubt I don't it.
2: Really know. I,
0: I think he probably yeah. wins that prize. He he, he makes the but, best look. He, we could have a yeah. look. Yeah. Top seventeen. He he would. Oh. Count them. <laughs>
2: because, because <laughs> Sam Bacco and Reg and uh, and uh, and Terry Reagan uh, may not make it. Uh, they might not. <laughs> Gavin, no. Gavin Miller. <laughs>
0: no. Um, So a fun fact here uh, Scoring of tri-scorers Now Two English players Actually one Australian And the other one Is an English player But So Brian Bevan Who is in The NRL Hall of Fame
2: Eastern Suburbs
0: He played eight games For Eastern Suburbs
2: Yep And then he went to England
0: Yes And then he went to England Yes Uh, He played 19 seasons in England Uh, He played 680 games And scored 786 tries.
2: Yeah Yeah
0: now another English player, Ryan Hall, who was playing for the Roosters up until this season, right? Again, scored two hundred and sixty-eight tries, yep. um, across fourteen seasons.
2: Surely he won a few premierships.
0: He it? certainly did win premierships. Well,
2: that disqualifies him from being on this list. Well, they're not in the team. I'm, I'm this is, this is, okay. this is just honourable mentions. Mentioning, okay, I'm right, mentioning right. these right. players. No, right. Okay. But Go instantly, on.
0: as as we point out, both of them played for the Roosters and never scored a try whilst playing for the Roosters. Wow. Never scored a try in the NRL. Wow. Or at the elite level in Australia.
2: Sounds like everyone that played for the Roosters between 1990 and 1994. But
0: anyway, <laughs> go on. Now, he was actually awarded E.T. He was awarded $350,000 mm. in a legal dispute.
2: Oh, is this the penis picture?
0: He was, after an indiscreet photo was published of him yeah, showering yeah. on the yeah. 99 Kangaroo Tour. Apparently, oh. he only got 100000 in the end. Right. Um, incidentally, also, he, he was on a fishing trip in Papua New Guinea. Not,
2: not bad. If anyone, anyone wants to see pictures of my cock and wants you to send me hundred grand, i will I'll give you my BSP and my hey, fucking account number. <laughs> I'd, I'd,
0: I'd imagine you'd be paying $100,000. <laughs> so on this fishing trip uh, in Papua New Guinea, he actually contracted malaria oh. and, mi- and missed the start of the 93 season.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Quite debilitating malaria, apparently.
0: Yeah. Now, just like Keith Barnes, he also has a, a grandstand named in his honour. At Chuck, although <laughs> with the development of the ground, I mean, he may lose that.
2: Well, maybe, uh, yeah, yeah, it might be other people. Although you yeah, would
0: think that he would I still be, be uh, quite a significant
2: player. Yeah, well, I can't, yeah, you know, I can't. Apart from Paul Gallon, I can't think of anyone who get a grandstand named after them. Cronulla. Um,
0: Steve Rogers.
2: Steve Rogers, but yeah, yeah but he, nah. he may have
0: something named after him. Anyway. Nah, nah, nah. All right. So that's the uh, the outside backs. We
4: Hey, it is Stephen from Canberra, and yes, I have back problems, lower knee problems, and also problems around the upper thigh area. I find I often come home from work stressed, tense, and in pain. I really need some release. That is why to release I always go to Maggie's Magic Touch Thai Massage, just over at Mitchell. They have very conveniently located free parking and there is also the second entrance out the back so you can go in and out and be quite discreet while maggie needs and works on those areas of tension to get me that much needed release there are a couple of males who work in the store as well so make sure you ask for maggie but anyway thanks for the chance to talk about maggie's magic touch tie massage at mitchell go in there and tell them stephen sent you
0: Move on now to the halves. Um, and number six and five eighth. We've actually chosen more of a half back, but who played a little bit of 5'8", Right. Yeah. And is Stacey Jones. Stacey Jones.
2: Stacey Jones. Stacey Jones. Who
0: had a grand final appearance in 2002 for the Warriors. He did. Um, played 261 games for the Warriors, 45 for Catalans in the Super League. He was actually captain of the Warriors in their, their first ever grand final appearance in Yeah, yeah.
2: They were good to watch back then, the Warriors. They were really, really fun to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Daniel Anderson, who was a future oh, All right, the
2: lower grade Parramatta coach. Ins- he also... Un- uh, unsuccessful, unsuccessful Parramatta coach. He also
0: there. coached Parramatta in 2009.
2: nine. All right, right, Returned yeah. to yeah. in 2009. Yeah. And he
0: was the there, coach. Yeah. was yeah. Coach yeah. in the grand right. final there. Right. So Stacey Jones had 48 matches for New Zealand. Uh, the yep. New Zealand Player of the Year three times. Won the Golden Boot award for the international player of the year in two thousand two. Also,
2: he's sort of like um, the New Zealand Alfie, isn't he? he very much so. With yeah, a, with, a, with a with, a, with a, a water bottle for no, no good reason.
0: Yeah, he's, yeah, and yes, I think he's still part of the the Warriors. He's a big. He's a, He's been in a good paddock, Stacey. He's, he he's, certainly he's, has. He yeah. he's, he's so spent he's alpha, spent a lot yeah. of his a lot of his, his retirement
2: <laughs> eating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's also included in the New Zealand team of the century. Um, rightly so. Yeah, you're one of the first picked. Absolutely. Uh, now, obviously, a Maori descent, Stacey Jones. He played his junior right. grades apparently for a couple of clubs called the Ponsonby Ponies <laughs> and the Mount Albert Lions before moving to the Port Chevalier Pirates when he was nine years old. I put it to you that I put it to you that most of these clubs would be in South Auckland. Uh, quite possibly. Yep. Now, funnily enough, when he retired from the New Zealand Warriors, he actually yep. took up the role as the captain coach. Of the Port Chevalier top pirates. Oh, now him. that is something
2: that players used to do, but don't yes. do go go and go and be captain coach in the country. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's, you know, I think yeah, I think I think probably they're, they're a bit too bashed up for a start. To be problem, they coaching. obviously play a lot older in. Yeah, in they NRL. do play a lot older. They, and they make the they make more money as well. Like, I think I think you I think you probably find there are players out there that perhaps haven't quite made it, have only played a few games of um, NRL. Yep. or whatever and they are actually in the country the coaching yeah or, or uh, you know you know doing some mentoring but it's not it's not yeah. that it's not like it used to be where I'm retiring now like uh, you know noel Kelly did apparently one time and he I don't I don't know which group competition noel Kelly went to but he, he was allegedly so popular that all the all the now, all the all the teams in that group, they decided that he was going to play for all of them. So he played for every one of them every couple of weeks. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, to make it fair, kind of thing. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> well, we'll talk about uh, Noel Kelly actually a little bit later. In, yeah, right. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, uh, suburb's legend. Indeed. Indeed. So moving on to the halfback of the team. Um, right. Now the person who's made the halfback is Tom McDonagh. Of Course, uh, oh, grand final appearance finally for Newtown in 1980. Yes,
2: where he outplayed your boy Sturlow, but did. he didn't they did, he but did. Newtown didn't win. Yeah,
0: it's said to be one of his greatest matches he's ever played, apparently.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, Tom Maronikos
0: scored a solo didn't try off, leave, off he the ground. He didn't
2: want to leave West, he didn't want to leave West, but because Singo, Singo said come and play for Newtown, and I think he Singo yeah. made sure he was, was, uh, was financially incentivized. Definitely,
0: so yeah, so he, he moved, do he do was that, primarily a Western suburbs player, so I think he uh. First went to Western Suburbs in 1969. So he was born in Bathurst, grew up in Cowra, moved to Wagga and played, I think, for one of the Wagga teams and then uh, went to Western Suburbs in 1969.
2: I believe he was an Air Force cadet in...
0: He Uh, was. He was indeed. He was uh, at the RAF base, um, an apprentice engineer, um, and spent three years at the the RAF base in Wagga before moving up to Sydney. Uh, Went on two kangaroo tours, 73 and 78, the 1972 Rothmans medalist, the best and fairest player in the competition in 1974, named in the NRL team of the 1970s. Played 239 games for Wes and West.
2: West team of the century.
0: I West would imagine so, West team of the century. Uh, 24 for New South Wales, 20 for Australia. He was a tough and tenacious player, never took a backward step on the football field, terrorising his opponents, halfbacks and forwards alike. Mm. Was uh, one of the top halfbacks of the 1970s for sure. Um, yes. Now, a few bit of stories with Tommy. Here. Testimony to his toughness was apparently in 1977, he was relegated to the reserve bench in the New South Wales team in favour of a young Steve Mortimer. Now, apparently, New South Wales was losing the match uh, when Tommy Radonikos took the field late in the second half. But Tommy actually quickly instigated a fight with his opposite number, Greg Oliphant, who was actually being treated for an injury on the sideline. <laughs> And inspired New South Wales to a narrow 14-13 victory. That's <laughs> right. As it would. Uh, now he's actually the only player to play two hundred first grade games for West. In, interestingly, um, but obviously, then after playing those two hundred games, he then moved to Newtown with the big money offer from John Singleton. Yes. Yeah. Captain New South. He was actually the captain of New South Wales in their inaugural state of origin game. Uh, obviously, Arthur Beats and captain yeah. Queenslanders.
2: Became very good friends with Arthur Beatson, uh, uh, you know, after, post, post uh, sort of in think. Well, I think, so I think a lot going. of
0: players are probably friendly as they're playing, and then. Oh, I think so. I think so. Back, but you know, yeah. if, you, if, you,
2: if you elite players that play against each other in, in that arena, you know, I, think, I think you're
0: right. Yeah. yeah. So his last season in 1982 was spent mostly on the sidelines as he was sent off in a reserve grade match for a head-eye tackle on a hooker, Ernie Garland. He got suspended for 12 Five. weeks. And then later moved to the Brisbane comp where he was, uh, he was coaching um, and ended up coaching Ipswich at one point where a young halfback named Alan Langer. a member. young
2: Alfie Langer. That's Indeed. correct.
0: Indeed. <laughs> now, Tommy was actually the son of a Lithuanian immigrant and mm. a Swiss mother. Mm. I, I put it to you. Well, obviously, he's the, he's the only Lithuanian immigrant to make the team. Well, um, the top seventeen. Have,
2: have you have you have you gone to bloody, what's that what's that what's that bloody family tree fucking site you go to? Have you? Lithuanians are us or something, or <laughs> something like that. Yeah, you know, Lithuanian Lithuanian family tree, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I haven't. But where do you, where uh, do you
2: come from? Where, where do you come from, or what the fuck it's called? Where do you go back to? You I go back to where I you mean, came from. I wonder go back how to where Lithuanian. you came from, Lithuanian edition. I wonder how many Lithuanians have played at in the NRL. Well, there you
0: go. There's a question. There's some homework for you. Maybe we could look into a the migrant. Maybe you. Maybe maybe around. you you could. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Well, I'm not listening.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, um, just what you were saying before, Licensee, about um, you know, Tommy Redonicus's uh, cultural background. I, I, you know, um, as we all know, when you um, apply for, um, you know, thanks to anti discrimination uh, legislation introduced by the Whitlam government, I might add. Um, uh, you know, we have to, we, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's object over subject now. It's, uh, you know, everything's about merit and it's about, are you good enough? It doesn't matter where you come from, what you look like, what your political or religious beliefs are, what your sexual preferences are. You should, you know, get a job based on whether you are the best person to do it. And I think there's nowhere better than that, where that plays out in a really obvious way than sport. Right. And so, especially, I know, I know that a lot of a lot of people, for instance, especially with uh, football, soccer, uh, you know, one of my favourite sports apart from rugby league, and also um, Australian football in Victoria, there's a lot of people from different ethnic backgrounds that come and play those sports.
0: A lot of Italians and, and Greeks, I think, down there in Melbourne. Yeah, in Melbourne. yeah, Melbourne.
2: yeah. There's like uh, you know, Anthony Koutafidis uh, comes to mind. I know a lot of my, yeah. my Collingwood friends won't be happy about that. Peter Jacobs, who's well, he's, he's Mas- of Macedonian descent, Peter Jacobs. Yeah. Um, you know, there's heaps of people that come from different ethnic backgrounds, and because they're very good at playing sport, and that's, that's obvious, it's like it's measurable. You can go, he's definitely better than the next guy, just because the next guy happens to be the coach's son and he's a white bloody Protestant um, fuck with. Um, you know, this guy from, you know, uh, Chinkistan he's a better player than him and it's obvious and we've got to select him. We'd be idiots not to. And so yeah. I think um, it's one of those things where I think people from different, different, different ethnic backgrounds um, there, that they're, they may be attracted to sport because it's somewhere where it's a sanctuary. It doesn't matter who you are and what you look like. If you're good enough and you put in for the team, then, you know, you're respected and all, all the people on the team love you. Um, which I think is a wonderful thing about sport when it's in, in its purest form. I know there's lots of, you know, barriers to that. And I think even today there was a, um, there's been discussion about um, the use of homophobic, homo, homophobic language in sport and how that potentially excludes young people that might be of a certain sexual persuasion. Yeah. And, um, and and that's a, that's an impediment to to people, you know, who are good enough um, going and playing sport because they feel threatened by that. So that's, you know, there's still things that are wrong about it. But I think, you know, in terms of ethnicity, it's one of those things where Tommy, Tommy Radonikos, being of Lithuanian and Swiss descent, can come in and play a rugby league, a game that his parents would, have no idea about and be one of the greatest ever and it doesn't matter that that's his cultural background
0: yep no exactly right anyway
2: yeah anyway i just thought you know it was an opportunity to express those views and one of the reasons why i like sport
0: so many people have asked the licensee what is the corporate box some may consider the corporate box a venue for craft beer and sports. Others have described it as a refuge. I prefer to think of the corporate box as simply a state of mind. Okay, all right, let's move on to the forward pack, Uncle Redman. Yes. Uh, so finally,
2: fucking finally get rid of this fucking a backs, so I shouldn't use that word. Given what I just said,
0: <laughs> exactly. Now <laughs> the
2: front row,
0: the front row is a very tough front row. Mm. Nothing could be truer than these three players who will play in the front row of this team one to seventeen. Number eight, uh, Stephen Blocker Roach.
2: Ah, oh, he's he's probably second to Wally Lewis in terms of the list of, of greatest players never to win a grand
0: final. I reckon. Um. Okay. I uh, think one grand final appearance though for Blocker. Uh, yeah, but didn't he, he? was
2: suspended. He was suspended the year before, wasn't he? Yeah, he was yeah. Suspended. He tried uh, to do something a bit funky to get to get to play he, he out did. his. Uh, he tried to go to England and play games and do something a bit funky, and they, no one had bought it.
0: He did. He was no suspended the week before the 1988. Was that when he patted?
2: Years? Was that when he patted Eddie? Um, what's his name on the head? No, no, no. no. He was, he was, was cited today.
0: for a tackle on Chris Mortimer? But, Right. Um and the suspension that he received would meant that even if they played all the games, he'd missed the grand final. Right. Yep. Now, apparently, Blocker travelled to England in a yep. vain attempt to serve the suspension before the grand final. must have signed a one-game deal with someone, but right. ob- obviously, nah. someone got wind of that nah, and they said, no, yeah, not, yeah. Not, not, not happening. I'm not buying
2: that. Not, yeah. No, mate, good, good try. Absolutely. He was certainly <laughs> one of the true
0: personality players of the modern. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um.
0: Man. All up, he played 186 games for Balmain, 19 tests for Australia and 17 state of origin games.
2: Yeah, yeah. Three
0: times Dalli M prop of the year, went on two kangaroo tours, was in the New South Wales country team of the century
2: also. I bet, yeah. Uh, yeah. From Wollongong?
0: The, from Wollongong, yep. Wollongong West he was from. Yep, yep. Um, and the NRL team of the 1980s he was in.
2: yeah. He's left-handed two blocker, which he I,
0: is. I, I think, I've noticed I think was, blocker uh, right. yeah. a few it's times one, on, on the those, Show.
2: he used to, but he it's one of those things, he used to be one of those players that he could he could get they they could they sort of two blokes would be on him and he and he flick one out with his left hand and it sort of you sort of went, Oh, he's done that very well. And yeah. you kind of forget that he's left handed and he's sort of seemed to be able to get the ball away um unexpectedly um with his left hand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, kind of obviously, obviously, I think, now you may disagree, but his fact that he hasn't won a grand final is probably quite controversial um, because, obviously, he was in the 1989 grand final. Not particularly. Of which,
2: which... was controversial
0: about that. Well, he was replaced. Him and Paul Syrton were replaced. With they
2: were tiring. I mean, it was it's Rugby League 101 back then. Um, They had to replace him. Uh, we replaced players as well. That's why Steve Jackson scored the winning try. He didn't start.
0: Exactly. Uh, now well, it, ha- wasn't,
2: it wasn't the winning try. We were actually in front before then because Chris O'Sullivan kicked a field goal. But you know what I yes.
0: mean? Yes, yes. Now, yeah. but, ha- you know, they don't know. Had they kept zero and blocker on, they may well have...
2: Yeah, they might have the lost game. by 20. Yep. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> now, apparently... That is is an, well- sorry,
2: that is an iconic uh, piece of vision, though, watching those two just... Um, just sitting on the uh, sitting in, you know, the, and back in those days, I think you go and sit in the, you know, well, I think you still do. You kind of sit on the sidelines in the kind of dugout in your compound there, and they're just their hearts are just sinking as they're watching the game, you know, drift away, and they've got yeah. they've got no no control over it. They've been taken off. They've done their best. It's a bit like you know when we were winning when I was in front. A bit like Lothar Lothar Matthäus, a, uh, a German footballer who won actually won the 1990 World Cup as the German captain. Um, he he was replaced, I think, when. Uh, Manchester United beat Bayern Munich in um, the 1999 Champions League final. And his famous quote was – I'll try and do it in a German accent. He said something to the effect of, we were fucking winning when I was on the field. It's <laughs> <laughs> like after I got replaced is when we lost. I'm like, "Get on you, Lota. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Go on. Yeah,
0: now, Blocker <clears throat> obviously had a, has, has had a great media uh, career. Yes, in retirement. has. Yes. Has. He's been ca- he's been sacked from a couple of shows though. He was uh, sacked from the Channel Nine Footy Show. Uh, yeah. Sacked from Two GB's Continuous Call. Um, was he?
3: Oh. <laughs> he was. A
0: lot of people. Uh, a lot
2: of people have been sacked by Ray Hadley. That's a fucking. It's a bit of a badge of honour, isn't I think, it? In the media, I I, media I think. Abyss. Well,
0: I think. Oh. obviously being a good friend of, block, of blockers? Ray Hadley. I don't think it was Ray. I think Ray was forced. Right. was forced. I believe he, okay. he. I believe he was bullied. Not maybe not bullied, but yelled at a, a production staff. Right.
2: Right. I, um, I, I believe he. And by his own admission, I, I think he did. He did when he got sacked from Channel Nine. He got in a stink uh, with someone, but I, I, I kind of so, yeah. like I, 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 I am a bit of lore of the jungle with these guys. There's, a, I think I may have mentioned this one of our previous podcasts, possibly in Batong or on the, uh, on the, uh, on the cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an AFL footballer in in, um, in in Adelaide, and he's walking through the airport, and this bloke goes, "Hey, such and such, you dickhead, you play for the wrong Adelaide team." And mm. this bloke went, oh, ha, ha, mate, you know, ha, ha, no worries. This bloke went, nah, you know, fucking so-and-so, and gave it to him and said, come over here. And so this bloke just went over to him and snotted him.
0: <laughs> yes, you would imagine that... It, that uh,
2: you could have a joke, you could have a little ha-ha joke, if you're going to give shit to someone on the street, regardless of who they are, you're going to put that level of shit on them just because they happen to play for a football team that you don't like. well, you're going to fucking wear one, you dickhead. I mean... I uh, love the Raiders, as you know. And at the time, if I saw Blocker, I probably would have said, oh, I sucked in, Blocker. But if he had have said, come over here, oh, and I would have gone, oh, no, I'm just having a joke, mate. I wouldn't have gone over there and fucking got a split got, got, got through my head just because just because I, I didn't know when the joke was ending. I mean, fair dinkum. What of fuck that does that?
3: Yep. Anyway, go on.
0: Yep, okay. So apparently... Blocker got his nickname. Um, <laughs> a funny way. There's a funny story to Blocker's nickname. Really? <laughs> uh, it actually came from his time when he was a young guy He was employed as a plumber. Um, where it was apparently remarked by one of his colleagues that he would often block pipes that would subsequently require plumbing works. To be
2: right which is which is not what you not what you want out of a plumber
0: really is no, no no that's no.
2: the opposite yeah no exactly
0: yeah. So, so apparently he's um, got the name uh India. Right. okay
2: i didn't
0: know that we go. all right so the other front rower
2: yeah So just uh, on I that think... isn't it funny how uh, just just sort of pre you know full professionalism which it is now mm. obviously yeah uh but but back in the back in the 80s and 90s it was still a little bit you know how are you going i remember on channel 10 we used, to get the, we used to get the rugby league in Canberra on channel 10. And they used to put up players name and their mm. age and their occupation. And some of the occupations are just like, yeah, fuck, come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was, what like, you know,
2: landscape, go, landscape gardener, mm. um, you know, uh, roof Tyler, um, yeah. you know, you know, whole shovel shovel bloody, you know, oxygen thief, uh, you know, shovel bludger. <laughs> I don't know what they were. Well, remember, I remember going, going, ah, one day day the one of them. It's, day it's day the day first day.
0: time I've actually seen this occupation that was on that uh, Channel 10. It right. was right. the occupation of garbologist. <laughs> Garbolo- I mean, there was <laughs> many, many <laughs> yeah. a rugby league player. Uh, yeah, Sam Bacco and
2: Terry Regan, I believe, were garbologists. There was,
0: there was yeah, a plenty of garbologists.
2: Point. Yeah, yeah. And funnily it's enough, I think,
0: I think towards the end of the career... This next player may have been one of those himself. Um, right. Frank Burge is the other front rower with blocker.
2: When did what In what era did he play? Cuz I've got a few Frank played Bird. against my best friend.
0: Eddie no, Burns. well well before Eddie Burns I believe. Oh, was or, he right? what what okay. years was Eddie what years did Eddie Burns play?
2: Eddie was Eddie was the late 1930s and into the 40s.
0: Okay, so he he maybe coaching though. He may have, he he did seem to oh, move right. be coaching yeah, yeah, around yeah, that era. Yeah. yeah. Now Frank Burge played for Glebe. That's how long ago he right. played. That's how uh, long ago it was. He's the
2: Dirty
0: Reds. He's well, a Dirty Reds. He's the only immortal uh, in the team list who didn't win a grand final. Oh, only immortal right. who didn't win a grand final. Now he played in two grand. Is, he actually played in three Wally grand Lewis, finals. Is
2: Willie Lewis not an immortal?
0: He is an immortal, but he played in a Brisbane grand final. We've had this discussion earlier. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so he had two grand finals appearances with Glebe in 1911 and 1922. Wow. Amazing. And then with St George in 1927. Wow! All up, he played 167 games for Glebe and St George, 26 for New South Wales, 13 for yeah. Australia, yeah. and eight for a team called Metropolis. Wow! Apparently, the Metropolis was the pre-runner to the City team. Apparently, that's oh, all. Yeah, okay, that makes well, sense. Obviously, Metro, they played. You know, they played yeah, the
2: country. yeah. Yeah. When I played basketball, uh, the big one of the big teams in uh, in state basketball in junior basketball, not that I ever represented, but. Uh, they used to be called Vic Metro. So, right. Victoria was so good at basketball, they had Vic uh, Country and they had Vic Metro, and Vic Metro was, was really, okay. really good. Yep. Yeah. So, that might be a similar situation with rugby league back then.
0: Yeah, days. yeah, yeah. So, uh, that, I'd say that 1900s. was the forerunner to the city team yeah. that played. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, Frank Bird was born in 1894 in a place called Darlington. In Sydney, do you know where Darlington is? I, know,
2: I, I do know Darlington. It's in the east suburbs. It's quite a very well-to-do suburb these days. It's near. Uh, it's near. Um, uh, 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 it's not Potts Point. It's one of the points along there. No, no, no. no but that, that
0: would be Darlinghurst.
2: No, no, no. There's a uh, Darlington's a bit further down, a bit further south.
0: No, this this What's Darlington. It so Darlington, this Darlington.
2: That, that may be mm. that may be
0: Darling something other. Darling, maybe another <laughs> Darling. Darling.
2: <it> hurts. <laughs> Darling Darlinghurst. <it> Darlinghurst.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But this Darlington apparently is basically the other side of Cleveland Street from Chippendale. Oh, oh, and, I could and, be very wrong then. Yeah, and on the other side of the Railroad tracks from Redfern.
2: Oh, oh, I could be very wrong. So basically that's between very... the, the Uni, yeah. Redfern, oh. Chippendale. Oh, oh, that would have been that would have been real struggle street back then. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's like that's like like you know. You know, bare, barefooted, barefooted. Mm. You know, kids ravaging through garbage bins with you know, with their brothers. their ten brothers and sisters, and their you know, yeah. absent Alco- alcoholic father, Irish father. That's like yeah. that sort of level of poverty. Yeah, yeah.
0: So he was a product of the South Rugby Union Club, which I probably don't think right. exists anymore. Um, no, you wouldn't think so. But he switched to league uh, yep. in 1911 at the age of 16. Right, and played in the grand final that year. And apparently he was unlucky not to have gone on a kangaroo tour that year. But right. the selectors felt okay. he was too young at 16. So right. he, he wasn't... He, he
2: might have also been Catholic. That was when that bloody sectarian and shit was going on. So, mm,
0: anyway, Possibly. Go on. Uh, go on. So he played up until 1922 for yep. Um And then he went and played for Grenfell in New South Wales, just near young, there you go. in the markup for three seasons.
2: Oh, there you go.
0: Now, during that time, though, he... In July of 1923, he went back to Glebe for his 150th match, an official right. testimonial game. But it wasn't an official game; it must have been like a, a um, just a, a trial game, perhaps, right. of some kind, because he, he was paid to come back and play. He got a hundred pounds to go back yeah, and play. Did
2: yeah. his wife get a ring like bloody, uh, uh, Cameron Smith's did for his uh, testimony? I, I don't know. No. I'm, probably, I'm not sure. Like, I, I'm okay.
0: guessing hundred pounds was a lot of money back in the day, though.
2: Ooh. Fuck, I wouldn't mind 100 pounds right now.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> so then he actually captain coached St. George in 1927. Um, right. And so they, obviously they made the grand final that year. I think it might have been their first yep. grand final St. George. Oh, perhaps, okay. There you go. Yeah. Went on a kangaroo tour in the end of 1921 and 22, He's in the Australian Rugby League and New South Wales Teams of the Century. Wow. He actually he still holds the Premiership record for the most tries in a match, which is eight. Oh, right. um, which for a forward is quite unique. Isn't it? Um, yes. Uh, apparently, he had few, very few peers as a, as a forward rugby league player. Mm, right. um, often referred to as the greatest forward Australia's ever produced. Um, mm. He scored 146 tries in 167 first grade games. That's a good return. A record that stood for 80 years as a forward. Until it yep. was broken by Stephen Menzies in
2: 2004. Oh, he's a... He's a... He's fucking... I mean, he's has got... No, no, don't he played a done. lot more games. Uh, yeah, he did. And he's also he, also, he also, he also... he ran off Clippy Lions playing in the centres. He wasn't actually a forward.
0: Yes. Um, yeah.
2: Anyway, don't get me started.
0: Now, he also scored 33 tries in 23 matches for the Kangaroos in 21-22. And by the end of his career, he'd amassed 218 tries in 213 senior games. You're blowing my mind forward, with these stats. As honestly. a forward. Yeah. Let's just he, say he was pretty good, eh? He went on He, he went on to coach also. Um, he coached St. George. Yes, you mentioned. Yes. East, Newtown, Canterbury, West and North. Bloody except hell. For, except for St. George, everyone else he only coached for one season. Right. Put yourself about, mate. He had a unique coaching record. As he never once missed the finals in any team that he coached.
2: Wow! Oh, that's interesting.
0: However, he also never Didn't won. People... he never won a premiership. Did, to coach did he
2: either. wear out his welcome or something? Well, you just have you know a have plan. a job for a year? It sounds like a millennial. Oh no, yeah, <laughs> perhaps perhaps he was well before his time. <laughs> now he actually
0: tried to enlist in the Australian forces that obviously were in World
2: War One. Right? Yeah, yeah. But why would they knock him back? He was rejected due to a speech impediment. Oh, get fucked. Because if you need that when you're fucking, you're in the fucking trenches in fucking Belgium, fucking tits deep in mud, and some cunts blowing a whistle and you're jumping over the top and getting shot. I'm sorry, you've got a bit of a list. We can't take you on.
0: <laughs> well, apparently they did. Apparently they did. It just shows
2: the absurdity, the, the absolute absurdity of that time in World War One. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, go on.
0: Now, apparently he
2: never drank, Frank. Um,
0: right. way ahead of his time in observing a strict diet and coaching concepts. Yeah. Um, well, it wasn't complex, anyway. Go on. Was, was very big on uh, sports psychology oh, um, and he trained all year round, including in the wonder,
2: No wonder. No no, he, he worked for a year in every place. Every fucking I couldn't stand the prick. <laughs> Imagine being around him after a win. <laughs> but, oh, a, what are you doing? Drinking? Go and fucking meditate or whatever they used to do back then. <laughs>
0: So apparently, uh, he actually got a job for the the local council after World War II as a cleaner. Um, right. So that was that was what he sort of finished up. Now, yeah, unfortunately, Frank yeah. Burge he died of a heart attack in 1958 yeah. at age 64. Oh. Apparently, after watching the North v Newtown game at Henson Park.
2: You can't imagine can't imagine that it evoked that level of excitement these days. Really, could you? Imagine if you went and watched. I've, I've actually watched North and Newtown at Henson Park. Um, uh, in the uh, and I didn't. I, you were fine. Time I, I was, well, the only time I knew had a heart attack was uh, trying to get past the bull dyke at the gate with the ticket. Right. Um, she didn't. She didn't think I had the right ticket.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right.
2: That was a bit scary. And 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 then I had I had about fourteen uh sausage sandwiches and a few KBS that could have that could have tipped me over. But it was certainly wasn't as a result of the excitement of the play.
0: Okay. All right. Now, the player who's going to who's made the team is the hooker. This did now the position of hookers evolved over the 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 sport for a long time. The the hookers were people actually hooked in a scrum.
2: Well, yes, Um, yes, they did actually. uh, So my my father used to uh, play that position, and, and he often used to talk about games where he goes, "We lost, but I won the scrums." Yeah, like like it was like a bit like Lothar Mateus um In the Champions League final of 1999, it's not my fault that we lost because I did my bit, kind of thing. Like a hook if a hooker wins the scrums, especially against the head and the feet, back in the day, that was yeah. actually, you know, they, they've done very well. Yeah. So they were, they were contest, contested scrums; they weren't just like a, what well, they are now, which is fucking draw a circle and go. And well, stand these over days, like a if you if you fucking birthday party.
0: If you look at all the NRL scrums now, the hooker doesn't pack in the front row. His hooker packs in at lock and passes the ball to the halfback.
2: Yeah, well, the hooker just the hooker's basically the. Dummy d- They call him a dummy half now. They don't even call dummy him a
0: hooker. Half. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so the player who's made the hooker is Noel Kelly. Um, oh, of course. Better Ned. better known as Ned. Um, played in three grand finals for Western Suburbs in 61, 62, and 63. Very hard man, Ned. Yes, yes. And uh, unfortunately, he only passed away earlier this year. Yeah, Just Ned. recently, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: He had a very successful business as a uh, uh, commercial pilot, I believe, on,
0: in a commercial boats.
2: pilot. Yeah, he flew like like what are those planes that land on the water.
0: Um, I think he had a I think he had a bunch
2: boats? of them. Oh, sea, then seaplanes, seaplanes. Yeah, seaplanes, seaplanes. Yeah. Let's call them that. Yeah. I think he had a bunch of those up in the, you know, the waterways up, you know, Hawkesbury kind of thing. Okay, fair enough. I could be wrong. I could be. I haven't done any research, as you know. So yeah, no, that's right. So, so he's one of my dad. He's one of my dad's heroes. So I kind of know okay. a little bit about him. Yeah. 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 Um, played 111
0: games for West. If you, your dad was a West yep. fan, that was obviously in the white. He Hawaii. was very much yes. Eight games for Queensland, six for New South Wales. Obviously, well-pre-origineers. 25 yep. matches for Australia, all up. Yep, including three kangaroo tours. The first uh, front yep. row to go on three kangaroo tours.
2: Yeah, yeah. I know bloodbaths back then. It was just like, yeah. and they had no, they had a uh, no replacement rule. So if you yeah. belted someone uh, and they got stretched off, they couldn't replace them. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 Which is pretty really? brutal. Isn't no it? I mean, it lends it, yeah, yeah, it lends itself to violence. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, it was either him or uh, uh, I can't remember. there's another guy on the Kangaroo tour who looked like him, who played for St George. I can't remember his name, Doug Beatty. Uh, and apparently, one of them had a broken arm, and he was going to have to go off. he had a broken arm, and he said to the captain, "Who do you want me to? Who do you want me to take with you? Take with me?" And he just snotted someone. And the referee didn't see it. And then this bloke just punched him in the head. And the referee saw it. And they both got sent off. Right. And as they're going off, this guy realizes it's actually a famous photo. It might be and uh, There's a famous photo of him going, oh, I've been had. I've been had. This guy had a broken arm. And he hit me because he knew he had to go off. And he's taken me off with him. And he's just got his hands in his, his, his head. Right. It's a famous photo, apparently. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. have to do a bit more research, obviously.
0: So he was anyway, named on. in the NRL team in the 1960s. Yes. Um, the Australian Rugby League and the Queensland teams of the centuries great player a Queenslander born in Ipswich but brought up yes. in a place called Goodner not sure exactly Goodner. where Goodnar is how could you not love a place called Goodner now apparently he went to the local Christian Brothers High School there where it was said he was frequently belted or bashed or caned Right. Um, by yeah. the
2: brothers, the Christian brothers. Oh, gee, funny that, yeah. Which Christ, Christian brothers play. are
0: the, the same people that, that originally ran Sydney? <laughs> <St.
2: Eddie's laughs> here in Canberra. <laughs> I mean, there's a few people that can fucking sing along to that tune, that's yeah, for sure. Exactly. Oh, your idea.
0: Uh, now, a very popular roguish character as a player was Ned, um, yes. and including in post retirement. Um, but he played in the engine room of uh, the rugby league at a time when rugby league was its roughest and toughest for sure. <laughs> Correct. Uh, apparently, it was a man's game, baby. Absolutely. <clears throat> apparently, he was sent off 17 times for Wes. Um, I would imagine that's a record, and also, also had 16 <laughs> broken records. <laughs> oh, ouch! Mm. Oh, yeah. Now, apparently, also in the second test in 1967 with Australia and New Zealand, he and the Kiwi Ford Robin Orchard were sent off in the first 90 seconds. Um, apparently, after Ned rendered Orchid with a horizontal with a left hook, after only ninety Whoa. seconds, That's they weren't they weren't good. mucking around.
2: No. Uh, now, what Ned... happened to the softening up period?
0: Well, exactly, exactly. No softening off. off period in that game. No. Now, apparently, Ned though was involved in what he calls a very comical sending off, uh, and it was it was actually sent off twice in one match. Right. Uh, in a tour game in France.
2: <laughs>
0: now Ned Those Ned describes this as wacky goals. quite unbelievably, really. And the sort of thing that can only happen in France. Well. Now, yeah. apparently they only had this they had the same ref for several games in a row. His name was Monsieur Casson. Monsieur.
2: monsieur.
0: Now Monsieur Casson and Ned developed Monsieur, a bit of Monsieur. Monsieur, Monsieur. monsieur. Yeah. Monsieur Casson. They developed a mutual hatred for each other, apparently, um, Monsieur Casson and Ned. And every time the ball went into the scrum, Ned would win it. He'd win the scrum. And the ref would recall the ball, say no. Right. right. And stuff like that, apparently. Anyway, finally. Yeah. Now, finally, in this game against Avignon, Ned had had enough and asked Frank Stanton, who was playing in the front row, Mm
2: Mm-hmm
0: who apparently also spoke more French than the rest of the team put together. He asked I, him, how do you call a bloke so-and-so or right. something a bit uh, more yeah, more risqué or something. Uh, and apparently Frank told him and Ned gave the ref a bit of a mouthful mm. and he sent Ned off straight away. Unfortunately mm. for Ned. But Ned refused to go. He said, no, <laughs> not, I'm not going. <laughs> and, apparently, and apparently just sat on the ground and said, I'm not going. Right. Anyway, the game continued on. Um, and the, the match went on. Uh, did Ned
2: continue to play, or
0: did he just continue to office? play? Ned continued to play. Uh, oh, okay. he didn't, right, he, didn't pack in the, he didn't, he no longer uh, apparently packed into the, the front row, he went in the second row, right?
2: And uh, the, the match went on. Even the referee didn't recognize him.
0: Oh, uh, well, later in the match, apparently, Ned Belter bloke. uh, and the ref sent him off again, right? Did
2: he go and this Ned, time? No,
0: not go. right? Right, there you go, just refused to go. go.
2: And apparently, like, apparently the,
0: the ref eventually just gave up and the, the game continued. And Ned finished the game.
2: You know how your some of your Thai girlfriends say that all Falang look the same. Maybe that's the way I, the French view yours, um, Australians. Mm.
0: Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps. Anyway, so that is the the front row there with Ned yep. in hooking in the scrum. All right.
3: Hi, guys. Long time listener. First time caller Thanks for this It's Katie from Alabama Love the show I am such an NRL nuffy But I love your take on NRL Anyway, the other day I needed to do some shopping online I thought this was quite timely because I've heard about this newfna Sorry, Frenana. Sorry, Phenomenon I'm so sorry, I think it's a French word You know I actually did French in high school and I got a D Although my dad he taught me French kissing and he gave me an A+. But, anyway this ebay shopping is fantastic. You can sit at home in just your underpants, or even naked like I do. And by double clicking my mouse I can literally buy anything that takes my fancy. I happened to stumble across an ebay seller by the name of. Kiminaz. Oz. She is a girl from Japan. But she's local in Australia. Has over 3000 product lines. Amazing. Everything comes from Tokyo. And considering the relative space considerations of that city, how on earth does she possibly have 3,000 products? Amaze Balls. So, Oz At eBay. A great service. Great products. I recommend you have a look. Now back to the show.
0: So we move on to the back row, back rows, the second row. So, number 11 and second row. Is Nathan Hindmarsh? Oh dear, I dear.
2: <laughs> Bob Linder, maybe.
0: Bob Linda did mate, make team. He won a grand final in Brisbane. Okay. Uh, so Nathan Hindmarsh made grand final appearances in two thousand one
2: and two thousand nine. Oh, we know all this. If you got, if you've subscribed to Fox Footy, you've fucking heard this Adam in But anyway, go on.
0: Played three hundred and thirty games for Parramatta. Uh, yep. 17 games for New South Wales, 23 tests for yep. Australia. Yep, yep, yep. Has the record of the most first grade games without winning a premiership. Wow. Um, exactly. So obviously that's why people obviously make a bit of fun of him. Yep. Originally went to Parramatta as a 16-year-old from the Southern Highlands. Interesting enough, made his first grade debut as an 18-year-old in 1998 against the Adelaide Rams in Park. Oh, there you go. Well, well, I would say he is probably a, the the only player to make their first ooh. grade debut yeah, against the LA yeah. Rams. It's, only, it's hardly a,
2: a, a rugby league epicenter, is it? Parks. I mean, yeah. well, you know, Adelaide, I should say. Parks probably is. I mean, yeah. yeah. You wouldn't expect a, pl- a team from Adelaide in anywhere, really.
0: He was the first player in inner history actually to make 10,000 tackles. Also oh, the I'm first to make nine, 11,000,
2: 9,000 nine, nine, of those were flops. So anyway, go on. <laughs>
0: He had an average tackle count at the end of his career. Oh, of come 49. on. 49.91. Come incident. on.
2: There's another guy called Danny Lee. He used to play for... He, he was an absolute flopper. Flopper deluxe. He yeah. played for uh, Cronulla. Uh, Heine must have just watched videotapes of him back in Robertson because fair dinkum. Anyway, go on.
0: Uh, five times he won the Proven and Summons medalist for the fans' choice as the player of the year. Right, okay. Uh, five times the EM second runner of the year. Unfortunately, wow. no premiership for Heine. No, yeah.
2: Unfortunately.
0: All right. Joining Nathan Hines in second row is a, a player by the name of Kel O'Shea. Uh, Played for West. He did play for West. I would say he's one of your dad's. Uh, I have heard o. of the name. Yeah. Played yeah. two grand finals, 1961 and 1963. He was injured in '58, yep. and he right. was sick apparently in 1962. couldn't make it. Oh, no. He's yeah. in the NRL team of the 1950s, though, and in the Hall of Fame. Uh, uh. Are we keeping you up, Uncle Regan?
2: Oh, well, you know, we've got one more to go, haven't we?
0: We've got a few to go. Right. <laughs>
2: uh, 111
0: games for West, 8 for Queensland, 8 for New South Wales, 24 oh. for Australia. A great combination for uh, in the rep teams with Norm Proven. Um, apparently, he also played for air in the Queensland competition. He actually came from here. Yeah, okay. Incidentally, Noel, Noel Kelly also played for air. That's two wow. 2 players. That's two 2 players from the West. They, they, they were different eras. Different so he right. came from here. Ned Kelly went to here, maybe on the recommendation of Kelly. Right. Oh, there you
2: go, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so his last yeah. appearance for Western Suburbs was in the grand final where they, they do the gladiator with Arthur Summons and Norm Probe. Yeah. That was the last and game. And in...
2: got dated by a corrupt referee. Yeah, go on.
0: Indeed, indeed. So that's Kelly Anyway, the lock of the team. Mm hmm. Uh, Wayne Junior Pierce. Oh, Ballway. of
2: course. Have you mentioned uh, Ciro? Have you mentioned Zero Ciro yet?
0: Zero's on the bench.
2: Come on. We haven't
0: got to the bench yet.
2: Ciro's got to be in the second row.
0: Well, Calo Shea. Uh, made yeah, the second row. So Calo in the Hall of Fame. That's why he he, he didn't Is is
2: Isn't Ciro in the Hall of Fame?
0: Zero's not in the Hall of
2: Fame. Wow. I would have thought, I would put Zero in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I, yeah, probably... yeah. Wayne Junior.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wayne Pierce is in the, yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Uh, uh, so two grand final appearances, 88-89, 193 games for Balmain, 19 for New- for Australia, 16 for New South Wales, 85 uh, Rothman's medalists, two-time Dalian Lock of the Year. Actually, he grew up across the road outside of Leichard. Yes, I've, I've heard that. He, he, to, you could say
2: he, he sort of extracted every bit out of himself. He, you, can't, he, you, you couldn't say, oh, geez, Junior didn't have a go today. Yeah. Like, he always seemed to really try really, really hard. But um, sometimes the harder you try, the worse it gets, as you know, with some of your relationships and other parts of your life. Um, And uh, he he experienced that in the 89 grand final. Towards the end, he was trying so hard and he dropped the ball a few times and he was getting really frustrated. Yeah. So I sympathise with him. Yeah. And you.
0: Yeah, fair (laughs) enough. So he was graded by Balmain in 78. Wow. um, Made his debut in 1980 and was the club's best and fairest player that year. But um, had an eye injury and missed the beginning of the '81 season. He was captain of the team yeah. from '82. Yep, under 82 Kangaroo Tour, '82 Kangaroo Tour. Uh, whilst um, he was captain, the Tigers reached the final seven times under Junior's captaincy. Oh, that's pretty impressive. Um, which is probably the probably their their record. If, if you play, um,
2: if you if you if you're firing off that many rounds, you'd hope to hit the target, though wouldn't you? One, at least once.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
2: It's, um, a bit like, it's a bit like oscar Pistorius. if you're pumping if you're pumping a semi-automatic into the bathroom you're going to hit you're going to hit whoever's in there aren't you
0: yes now yeah. probably him and frank Burge had very similar um i guess influences on fitness and being right okay yeah uh, yeah quite healthy sort yeah. of
2: strict diets strict exercise yeah. my body's my temple a bit like yourself yeah. licensee absolutely
0: yeah. absolutely um but apparently, Steve Roach once described Junior as the toughest bloke he ever saw. He had an inner strength of character and never say die spirit. Um, well, wow. went on to a bit of a media career and a coaching career with the Tigers. It was actually the inaugural yeah. coach of the West Tigers. Yeah. Um, he was
2: a shit state of origin coach. He was. He was.
0: He, was. We, we, he actually. bought in. He bought in a, he in a, a new bought horse
2: horse riding he instead did. of going out and getting pissed. I mean, like like getting pissed is not dangerous compared to putting blokes on horses that have never never fucking. You wouldn't, wouldn't so. one from the other
0: You wouldn't think so. Yeah. Obviously, and uh, with Robbie Kearns and Bradley like Clyde Robbie both and Clyde, out
2: Clyde, Clyde got fucking thrown. Clyde's never seen a horse. <laughs> <laughs> i mean fair fear <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's go parachute jumping as a bonding exercise. Have yeah, they all exactly. open?
0: You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So that's the team one to thirteen. Um, right. The, the, we, we have four reserves. So we bet we we uh, twelve of those thirteen are in the hall of fame. The only one who's not is Hindmarsh. Um. But obviously also a bit early, probably for Hindmarsh to be selected in the the hall of fame. Um. So the reserves also aren't in the hall of fame. So there's sort of some some different reasons why they, these guys have been picked. So. The, on the bench, number fourteen, Benny Elias. another one of the Balmain quartet. Oh, really?
2: Didn't, not a fan of Benny Elias? Would you put him on the bench? I mean, if he's going to be in the team, he'd be the hooker. But you put him—you wouldn't put him in front of Ned. Exactly. He so you, so you couldn't put he him. Wasn't in even him. the best hooker. It wasn't even the best hooker of his era. Mario Finck was a better hooker than, hooker than him.
0: Um, that's probably. Yeah, I think they were probably comparable players.
2: Steve Walters is a much better hooker, the, but he won—he won three he won grand, grand finals, so obviously he he's not in it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. He Apparently, he was nicknamed Backdoor Benny um,
2: by Ryan HG. It's not <laughs> like he's real, real nickname, I don't think, is it?
0: Well, who knows? Um, Two hundred thirty-four games for Balmain, twenty-two origins for New South Wales, fourteen for New for Australia. Also, another immigrant born in Lebanon. Um, yes. He was put on scholarship whilst at Holy Cross Ride and played in the Commonwealth Bank competition. And a real big schoolboy. Uh, yes. star, apparently, speaking of, speaking or of, or of
2: ethnicity, I wish you were before. Apparently, uh, Benny, Benny, he's quite a good, quite a, quite a good, uh, like after dinner speaker. Benny, he's really yep. very entertaining and tells a story of uh, um, having a, a blue, uh, you know, had many, had many blues with uh, Mario over the years. And Mario allegedly called him a wog, yeah. <laughs> like trying to sledge him. and It's like, you're calling me a wog, you idiot.
4: Yep.
0: <laughs> now, there is a bit of a story with Benny Lice about his contracts with the Tigers. Uh, So apparently Blocker tells this story, um, that apparently all the top players were paid the same at Balmain, Right. They were all paid paid $100,000 except for Benny Elias. Oh, really? Wow. Now, Benny (laughs) Elias said to the club, um, I know that you don't have a lot of money, but... How about you give oh, me I want more. <laughs> how about how about you give me instead of paying me cash? How about you but, give me one of those houses behind the lease club? Cuz they oh, owned all they owned the whole street behind the lease club. Oh level. right, yeah. She should so take each, that now, each year each uh,
2: year Benny a new house
0: would get a new house. Right. He still owns apparently smart, all those houses. Smart
2: smart man Benny. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah. yeah. Blocker calls it Benny Elias Street. Apparently, he's got the whole oh, street. Right. Okay. No, that's, that's, that's very, very smart business. But uh, it's interesting. I was talking before about Eddie Burns and one of Eddie's things. Um, So, uh, apparently, this is back in the day where you got paid by gate takings. Yeah. Because uh, there's no broadcast rights and all the rest of it. So, yep. if the crowd came in, it was a big crowd. I think if it's your home game, you got a 60-40 or something or whatever okay. it was. Yep, you yep, got yep, the lion's yep. share. So, they basically gave the players. They so divided it by... Um, 13 or 15 or like they didn't have replacements back then. So it would have been 13. And Eddie used to say at the end of the game, it was always, don't forget your paper bag. And there were 13 paper bags on the, on the uh, table and you get, you have your shower and you, you know, you, you have a shave and you get ready to go to go down to the club with your missus or whatever. And you pick up your paper bag and however much was in that was division from the, you know, the gate, the gate taking. Okay. Yeah. Minus a bit of minus a bit of, Administrators, you know, yep. their, yeah,
0: yeah, of course, filthy, yeah, yeah.
2: Filthy, filthy, filthy fingers in it. And a few a few times, my man reckons he was at um, he was at uh, um, see well, what is now Seaford Oval, I think it might have been the Queen Mead Showground back in the day, yeah, with my granddad. And they announced the crowd, and the crowd has just burst out laughing because they've announced they've got another oh, crowd. The crowd today is uh, three thousand two hundred and twenty. The crowd was about fucking ten thousand. <laughs> yeah. So they've just called it under so that they could someone could get their hands in the till, and okay. everyone's just like, "Yeah, oh, fuck, fuck, it's more than that here." <laughs> all
0: right. So another uh, player sure. on the bench, uh, another teammate of Ben Elias, uh, Wayne Pierce, Blocker Roach, Gary Jack, who we've sure. all mentioned before. Sure.
2: So, oh, Gary Jack. Oh, you bring again. Can we yeah, Honourable
0: mention, mention for Gary Jack. Honourable mention for Gary Jack. So, Paul Tyrannen, um you could probably put Gary Jack on the bench. Also. Really? Uh, Why would you
2: put him no, you can't. Why would you do that? Well, in case. What this is what he cover other in than case a fullback. One of the three fullbacks. got injured. you in us <laughs> That's Johnson. That's Johnson. <laughs>
0: But anyway, so two, two grand finals also, the same ones as, as Junior. And, yeah, yeah, um,
2: yeah, and... yeah. I do feel sorry for the, the, the Tigers. Um, well, I don't feel sorry for our mates who are Tigers fans because they're absolute numpties. Um, the, pe- the people that supported the Tigers in that era, it was just, they really, really thought they, the second one in particular, like the first one when Ellery Hanley got absolutely, got absolutely yeah. fucking cleaned up by Terry Lamb, which was just ridiculous. I mean, Terry Lamb should have been sent off. Yeah. Um and he wasn't. And Elder Hanley at the time, I think, was the best player in the world. Um, even though he's a pommy. He was a fair. Play. Um he's bloody good. And um
0: well, perhaps he could have made the he, because he didn't win an NRL Grand final. <laughs> Did he
2: win? No, but he won about fifty <laughs> titles. Well but way, is that, why does that matter? Why does that matter? You said it doesn't matter. Well why Lewis is on the bench then, isn't he? Come on. Gonna go back to where we started. No, but I I think I think that I think the Tigers of eighty eighty Eighty-seven to eighty-nine, they really—that was their little window, and they didn't—they didn't close it out.
0: So. Okay. Yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly. Apparently, Siro was of finished descent. Another um, one of immigrant descent.
2: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. There you yeah. go. I'm He's he, uh, he got a scholarship like to play um, college football in Hawaii. He but did he, indeed. I think he, I don't think he ever really. I think he went over there just as a, a bit of a specky player. Like. Uh, well, he, said, no, he actually, went.
0: No, he went. Well, he went over there. He, did, he big guy he didn't from like. Australia,
2: but he never really played.
0: He played. He I played some games. He played a he season played a lot of college football. Did he? Um, yeah. But he didn't like the fact that he was. A, he was in the defensive team.
2: He didn't like. I find it very, in the College ball. football. He never got the Yeah, ball. yeah, yeah. That's the thing about it. Like, if the only, the only, the only fun position to play in college football is quarterback. But then, when you lose, just every bastard wants to put shit on you for losing. Like, it's sort of, it's, it's all or. It's a good it's sport or nothing.
0: It's a good sport. Uh,
2: I like to watch it, but sport. like the only, the only thing that I would possibly enjoy if I was any good at sport, which I never have been, mm. um, if I was if I was like if I was like a really fit athletic guy, like the you know, the, the flankers in rugby or a lock forward or a second rower in rugby league, that size yeah. Yeah. and really athletic, really fit. If I was a Sunny Bill Williams, I'd love to be a, a defensive uh, defensive end.
0: But you and don't need to be, do, you don't need to be athletic. all you
2: got to do is get all you got to do is get around those fat fucking linebackers and just just smash the quarterback. That would give you so much satisfaction.
0: I don't think you like need to guy, be that athletic. There's a really.
2: guy over there called JJ Watt. Yes, and he, he's he. I think he's one of the highest paid. Defensive, Houston, um, Houston, yeah, one of the highest paid defensive players, and his go is just I mm. can smash the quarterback, and he just yep. you can see he loves it. Yeah, I would too. Fucking punches.
0: Okay, all oh. right. Uh, another one on the bench. This is another captain's pick by the licensee. This one. (laughs) Uh, They
2: all have been. Anyway, go on.
0: Nathan (laughs) Carlos.
2: Oh, for fuck's sake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Uh, Two grand finals. Yeah. Um, So
2: basically, he and Hindy are like conjoined twins, which
0: aren't they? Well, Nathan Carlos, they are the two Nathan's. Obviously, plenty of games for Parramatta, 39 games for New Zealand, Um, World Cup winning captain for New Zealand um right. the second most capped player so the second most player as a captain in the NRL behind Cameron Smith right
2: so he's, he's sort of arguably arguably got a better got a better bloody resume than uh you made hindley in a lot of ways hasn't he uh as
0: a, as a captain well i would i would argue that Paramount compl- when he retired have completely lost all their leadership in the whole joint, right. he he appeared to be the leader of the joint. Right. Interesting enough, he he did he was obviously a New Zealand player. He captained New Zealand. However, he was born in Wentworthville. He played for Wentworthville oh, and Sydney. He was. I, I, I think I think he I, was. I think he's <laughs> the only player to captain New Zealand without visiting the country first.
2: Right, it's a bit like you supporting um, Queensland in the eighties no, without we never, never having gone there from Queanbeyan. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Uh, His brother was
2: a very good player too, wasn't he? Nathan Kalis' brother,
0: uh, Jason Kalis. Yeah, Jason he, Kalis. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he went off very early on and played for the Roosters. Yeah, um,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was really, really nice. He had like really him. nice. So he, he had, had he really, had
0: Nathan, uh, uh, Carlos, and he's, he had a Sam- he's a bit Samson
2: like. He had really nice long yeah, hair.
0: He had no longer yeah, hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So the other player, so the last player in the team, number seventeen, I've chosen this player due to the amount of grandfathers they
2: lost. If he's a fucking Parramatta player, I'm hanging up. On well,
0: finally, enough, enough, he did play for Parramatta. He's not known as a Parramatta player. He's not known right, as a Parramatta okay. player. And the reason that he's been put in the team is because of the amount of grand finals he's lost, the, the he amount of times where, the amount of times where he got left, and then his teams went on to win grand finals.
2: Oh, that's uh-huh. – that's, and what he gets in the team because of that, it's like you'd hire him on yeah, that basis. So, so he really – Fuck him re- after a year.
0: So <laughs> he's made the team. He, he probably isn't some of the better players, but he, he gets a run on the bench. That's oh. a bit of a – you know, there's always one player who gets a run because someone's sorry for him. You know, he gets George, a run. Like who is it? Come on. Jeff Gerard. Oh,
2: well, he he once held the games record for – He did oh, indeed. Uh, and that's why he also made late. the play. He
0: was the first player ever to play yeah, 300, 300 games in the
2: interim. Yeah, yep, yep, yep.
0: Um, so, played in the Grand Finals in 1976, 1977, yep. 1982 yep. and
2: 1983.
0: Played two in 1977. Wow. Seven. Isn't that amazing? Play that many and not, not, get, not, not get a go. Yeah. yeah. But, so, obviously, he went to Parramatta. He left Parramatta in um, 1980. And Parramatta yep. won three Grand Finals in a row oh, in 1981.
2: Yeah,
0: well. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> but he obviously sure. was playing for Manly then. Manly oh, went, then won no. in 87,
2: After he <laughs> left and got a Penrith. This is a bit like you know you hear those stories about. Uh, so the NBA draft is obviously a really big thing in, in the US and has been for, mm. for many years. But there's there's a lot of players that um, uh, like Michael Jordan went. I think he went number went number two or number three. And like there's two guys in front of him that that were selected by a team that had the opportunity to select Michael Jordan. And those teams just went fucked. And these guys yeah. were just absolute absolute busts. <laughs> and like in hindsight, I mean hindsight's an exact science. I
0: Yeah, Um, yeah. but yeah,
2: you kind of you kind of look at look at these situations and you go, you had the opportunity to select Michael Jordan as your number one draft pick and have twenty years of you know just everything that Chicago Bulls had, and you passed it, you passed him over for these two fuckwits. You know, it's kind of like you know, Pro Jeff Gerard's going, you know. Oh, I made a decision at the time. I just didn't think Parramatta were going to do really well, very well. Uh, <laughs> they win three, three premierships in a row. I thought it was best for me to move on, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> but as said, you know, he's still, yeah. he still still is the, the player well, who's the first player to win the first player to play three hundred games. So yeah, yeah, that's and that's a, that's even. a massive that's a massive yeah. achievement. You know? There's only yeah. five players who've played three hundred games or more who haven't won grand finals, right. Um, so, all of the, all five could have made the team, but... They're, they're perhaps yeah. They have so, Hindmarsh, obviously Hindmarsh, who's played the most. Jeff Gerard. Yep. Josh Morris, who obviously oh, was yeah? going for this year with the Roosters. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh,
2: Hasn't he won, didn't he win one with St. George?
0: No, no, he left before. Oh,
2: oh left. it's his brother that
0: He won. went to Canterbury. So, so Brett stayed at the Dragons when right. Josh went to yep. Canterbury.
2: Ah, uh, right, so, right. Brought,
0: yeah, yeah. so, Brett's won two
2: now. Oh, wow.
0: Um, yeah. John Morris, who played... For, the, for many teams and is the current coach of the Sharks he's Sharks, he, he also played, played for Newcastle as well didn't he yeah, yeah. Newcastle played for Parramatta I think he played for the West Tigers oh. also finished oh, his career well, at the Sharks
2: was, it, it, certainly it, it, would have won one there
0: bit of a journeyman <laughs> and the last player is Simon Mannering um, who also oh yeah Mr. Mr.
2: Ma- Mr. Mannering yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. For, the, for the Warriors there you go anyway so obviously no team is complete without a coach uh, so the coach oh, of the oh, team oh, I've gone oh, for oh, come on now this,
2: oh, you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> I'm going to go a bit Ryan. I'm going to go a bit Ryan Tandy on this because I don't think I can say anything nice about
0: it. You can say whatever you like here. No, I um, can't. Say whatever you like. So this, the coach was a former player, um, but he's more known as a coach. So he did he win a premiership as a player? No, no. But so the coach of the team is Brian Smith. Uh, tell me now. Who? Was had played he, whose teams he coached were in six grand finals, and he lost, and they lost them all. Somehow, uh, four of those were in Australia: ninety-two and ninety-three with the Dragons, two thousand and one at Parramatta, two thousand and ten at the Roosters. Uh, he did play in the, the mid to late seventies, thirty-one games for St George and South. He started his career uh, with Illawarra. He actually has an interesting timeline of what's happened in the, around his life and him not winning. So he obviously coached the Steelers. They obviously didn't win a comp. But then he moved to Hull FC uh, in 1988. He coached them to 1990. Uh, now, in 1989, Hull progressed to the premiership final, ultimately losing to Wigan, to a witness. Uh, he left Hull in January of 91. Hull won the comp, the premiership final in May of that year. He went to the Dragons and went to consecutive grand finals in 92 and 93, losing to the Broncos. He left, the, he left St George in 95, went to England, went to Bradford. In 1996, coach Bradford to a Challenge Cup final at Wembley, but they lost to St Helens. Incidentally, Bradford would then go on to win just about every possible title you could possibly win Challenge Cup finals, grand final, premierships, World Cup finals, whatever. Went to Parramatta in 97. A uh, fairly successful stint. Made the top four of most seasons he was there. Lost the grand final 2001 after complete capitulation uh, to the Knights. Uh, and after 30 to 24, after the Knights led 24 0 at uh, half time. Uh, <laughs> Left Parramatta in 2006 after he was told he wasn't uh, the coach. Uh, Took the Roosters to grand final 2010, uh, but they were defeated by the Dragons three times in his career. He's been beaten in Grand final oh. by Wayne Bennett, interestingly mm. enough. Yeah, interesting. Uh so a successful career, but never never actually got his teams over the line. Brian Smith. Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm.
0: No comments, I got it. Phil, you. Why, why, why no comments on Brian Smith? I got it. All right. Well, that's uh the team of the best players who never won a grand final. I and their coach. Lost. Yep. Wally Lewis won a grand final. So, thanks for joining in. Uh, we hope you've had a good listen. Anyway, next week we might uh, get onto another different topic. Um, perhaps we could talk about uh, the best grand final. winners of Brisbane.
2: best bald people to win a grand final.
0: <laughs> anyway, we'll come up with another topic and uh, we'll Very talk good. to you
2: guys next week. See Catch you next later time. Bye now. Readings. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: You know a funny thing happened to me the other day. I was speaking to my good friend Joe. At Barbecue Saras. They are at 99 Barrier Street in Fishwick. Plenty of free parking, both off the street and out the back. Joe has a great deal at the moment. Weber Barbecues. $109 including all
4: accessories. Go down and have a chat with Joe. Tell them that John sent you. That's Joe. At Barbecue Saras. 99 Barrier Street.
3: Fishback.
0: Well, thanks for tuning in to the Corporate Box Rugby League off-season show. Remember to tune back in next time when we're sure to cover plenty of useless random topics and not-so-interesting issues in the NRL today.